entertained? Are you not entertained? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. What's up, Video Landers? I'm Brad, and with me today are my wingmen, Cousin Wayne and Matt. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. Oh, yeah. So we go hard. Yeah. We get hard. Sometimes we're going to say fuck. I think we're definitely going to say tits in this episode. Yeah, yes. And you know what? We will say tits. We might say bitches leave. Yeah. You'll, you'll we might say give me my fucking phone call. <laughs> Also, spoiler alert for tonight's conversation. If you haven't seen these movies by now, just turn the fucking thing off and go home. (laughs) Seriously. And if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is AV's fight club of sorts, where we pit two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. Do you still write that shit down, despite that you say it with no, every episode? No, I have it all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking down at your paper while you're doing this. And it's... I'm doing it for the podcast. Oh, my bad. Yeah, people can tell. You're... <laughs> <coughs> we use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. This exercise has helped us understand filmmaking and changed the way we watch movies. Am I good enough for TV yet? Uh, you're just about there. You're good. <laughs> good? Yeah. Am I a regular Alex Trebek? Close enough. Fucking A. <laughs> so I've been looking forward to this episode for about a month now. Actually, probably about a month yeah. and a half, man. This is a big episode. We had to change some things around, but uh, tonight we have some cold beers, which I'm pretty Very excited nice. about, I'm right? Too. This give is me, nice. Give me a cheers. That's cheers, it. brother. All right, but Cheers. Matt, Cheers. Matt's got the got the power raid. Got the power raid. That's good enough. Yeah. Um, but tonight, or actually two weeks from now, is our horror episode. Oh yeah, Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. I'm really Fucking pumped about that. Epic. We were supposed to get tattoos on that night. Okay, well, we had to change things around yeah, a little, you know. Around, yeah, yeah. Why, why did we change things around for? Well, they're having a special on the, <laughs> same, on the same day that we were going to get our, our ink done, and it's going to be half off, which would have been great price wise. But I don't want some guy who's been inking for 12 hours straight to give me a tattoo. It's going to look like a kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so tonight, uh, we got our tattoos. We got Stay Scared on our arms, which Fuck I'm pumped yes. about. Very. Stay Scared is a kind of a tribute to us growing up watching horror films mm-hmm. um, in the country. Kind of represents grandma in a, in a way. Yeah, it, it just represents you know, our grandmother, the horror movies we were raised on. And the late great George Romero, who made a couple of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. So it might not be show. Pantheon. But stay scared is his catchphrase, right. and it's on our arm. It's our pantheon. That's our pantheon. So, uh, guys, I've been wanting to talk about Paul Verhoeven since I started AV. I've had this idea for a versus, and since this year marks the 30th year anniversary of RoboCop. Caught him an old fart, man. Oh, man. We're going to show some love to the director by putting three of his sci-fi films against each other. Cousin Wayne, what films did we watch? Oh, RoboCop, released in 1987. Starring uh, Peter Weller, Nancy Allen, Kurt Woodsmith, and Ronnie Cox. IMDb gave it a 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes an 88%. Next up, Total Recall, released in 1990. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, and again, Ronnie Cox. IMDb is 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes 82%. 
And last but not least, Starship Troopers, uh, released in 1997, starring Casper uh, Von Dean, I hope I pronounced that right, Denise Richards, Dina Meyer, Jake Busey, and the almighty Neil Patrick Harris. Man, Jake Busey, man, he looks just like, like his, his dad. dad. He does, man. It's almost uncanny. Yeah. Uh, IMDb rating of 7.2 and Rotten Tomato of 63%. Mm. Fucking harsh. Man. <laughs> man, we got a chunk of an episode tonight, guys. <laughs> I think this is going to be a lot of fun. But you're right, man. We are getting fucking old. Jesus, I know, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to give a quick shout-out, just real quick, to Dead Mouse Productions. Um, they're a new production company from the UK. They specialize in documentaries, some amazing books on Return of the Living Dead, Fright Night, Hellraiser. Um, that's where I got my tabletop Fright Night book. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They did one for Return of the Living Dead? Yeah, Return of the Living Dead. I'll yeah. have to look into well, that. The only thing that sucks, man, is they're in UK. So if, if this was like an Amazon book, it's like 35 bucks, but you have to get it oh, shipped sh- from the fucking UK. You'll probably pay more for your shipping than you will the fucking You do. Book. It's like 17, 20 bucks <laughs> for the shipping, and it really Jesus. sucks. But, man, I love these guys. They put together quality content. They did the, the Fright Night documentary. Yeah, I've seen your Fright Night book, and that yeah. was really detailed. Great artwork, a lot of information. Yeah, they're, one of, my, they're one of my favorite up-and-coming companies. Yeah, actually, you can find a link to them on the website. Um, but when they start a new project, I'm instantly excited. Uh, the reason I bring them up is their new documentary due out before the end of the year, hopefully, is RoboDoc, mm, the nice, creation nice. of RoboCop. Yeah. Um, they got everybody, everybody involved, except for the man, unfortunately, uh, Peter Weller. Mm. But I guess he's kind of a dick about some of those things. Mm. You, know, you know, honestly, I've seen some of his other stuff that he's done. And he plays a dick, it seems like, in everything but room. Well, and uh, I don't know if anybody, any fans of the Dexter TV series, he played a bad cop in that, and he was oh, an really? asshole there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. He was in several episodes, and he just always plays an asshole. So I don't know if that's how so. it worked out, but I heard he was a, kind of a dick about that stuff. They couldn't get Peter Willard, but they got Paul Verhoeven. Mm. I mean, they got... Um, yeah, without I, I Peter Willard, They struggle, even got the screenwriter, you know? okay, yeah. to, to come into this documentary. So I'm really excited about that. That should release before the end of the year. I just sent them a message. I'm asking when it was going to release because, man, this is already quarter four. It's October. Yeah. You know, if we're going to try to get this documentary out before... Time's you know, running out. Time's running mm-hmm. out. So they said it should be um, out before the end of the year. So I'm really pumped about that. But, man, do you guys remember the first time you watched RoboCop? Yes, I do. How, how old were you? I was probably eight or nine. And your dad, uh, <laughs> he would always record movies and send them over to my grandma's. And that's how I got to watch a lot of my shit. And uh, it wasn't Rewound or anything. I had RoboCop. And I can't remember what other two movies I had on it. I had no idea what RoboCop was. I put the, the tape in the VCR. And I just see What was this. it titled on the tape? Uh, it was actually RoboCop. Because you know how my dad, he yeah, would... Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like if the movie Pretty Woman was on the tape, <laughs> it was labeled Beauty Lady. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, he would put like little descriptions. One was called, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but right underneath it, it's about a desert. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that to all of his movies. It was exactly. cracking me up. John Wayne's best movie. <laughs> yeah. You had, it wouldn't say like The Searchers or The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance, whatever. Just said. Like, Oh, it's the best movie. <laughs> so you always got a fucking surprise. <laughs> you know, you never knew what the fuck he was going to do. <laughs> but uh, I put it in, and I just see this cyborg with this fucking gun. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, it's got to be RoboCop. And that was the first time I watched it, and I've loved it ever since. Really? I think I was probably eight or nine as well. Um, I remember... Uh, well, fuck, what? you probably watched it while I recorded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I remember my dad um, connecting, how they did back in the day, connecting like two v- VCRs and then copying <laughs> yeah. and He would get the movies from the library and then copying them from tape to tape. But I remember just wearing the shit out of, of RoboCop and, and Total Recall. It was one of those movies that kept on going in. Total Recall's yeah. a little bit older, right? Uh, no, don't. Uh, uh, RoboCop came out in 87, recall in 1990. Okay, yeah, so not too far then. Yeah. Because by the time it hit HBO 
in VHS because you gotta remember, man, when these movies came out, they were in circulation for I mean, in the theater for a yeah, while. It was like yeah. a, it wasn't like a like seven eight months to a year. almost a year to wait just to be able yeah. to rent it. Yeah, because then you I remember, dude, back in the and day, then HBO got their piece. You couldn't buy it either. It was like to buy it oh, on no. day of release. It was like six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks. Do you Insane. remember that? I do, I do. I remember trying to buy the Crow, and I think from Dust Hold On when they came out, and it was like seven hundred dollars. I had to wait till the rental fees were done, yeah, and then they could put it out for used. And that was VHS, man. But yeah, I remember wearing the, the VHS tape out. Because I think by the time it hit circulation, HBO, I was becoming a man. I was almost a teenager. I was probably 11 or 12. You know, <laughs> going into my teenage years, that's when RoboCop hit me in Total Recall. You know, getting on HBO and VHS. But yeah, it was definitely one of those action movies that left an impression on me. What about you, Matt? Uh, it was probably 1990. I was 12 years old. Uh, my brother and I were down at my uncle's house. I think it was South Carolina. I might have been Florida. And uh, it was either the day of or the day before we went to see RoboCop 2 in theaters. So nice. that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I think I think the sequel, I actually liked it. I know a lot of critics shit on it, but um, I liked it. It was basically one of these where you go pure action film. There wasn't as much satire. There's still some humor. Still had a similar vibe. Um, but I liked the first movie mostly at the time because I was a young kid. Yeah. Just for the humor and the like, the shock value of the violence. Just because I thought it was just a really cool action movie but now I like it because I can appreciate the deeper themes better as an adult so I yeah. think that's really cool was there anything that you guys couldn't watch because we were all young when this came out I remember there's only two movies I came, I grew up in a very um, how would you say a very conservative home. <laughs> very went religious. to church eight days a week <laughs> but it was funny I could go home you know I, I would pray through at the altar and I could go home and watch Robocop <laughs> right but I couldn't watch Porky's well, oh, Children yeah, yeah. of the Corn. Yeah. I think I figured that one out, though. I think my parents thought I was going to kill them. <laughs> okay, they, they don't want to become some like, right-wing fucking crazy nut, you know, waking up in the middle of my bed like with a fucking corn cob and like trying to chase him out of the house. I don't, I don't know. Right, but uh, there wasn't too many movies I could not watch. Do you remember that? Like I could I watch remember, anything. Yeah. I remember uh, your was Aunt Linda getting super pissed because my dad popped in Alien Three. Oh or God, Alien, yeah. I think it was Alien Three. God, she was an uptight bitch. She's like, we, gotta, <laughs> we have to leave the room. The devil's in here. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, the devil was in here when I walked through the door. <laughs> uh, my uncle and dad are actually pretty lax about that because I know the next year, uh, late '91, my dad took my brother and I to see Terminator Two in theaters. That nice. was really awesome. Uh, my mom wasn't happy about it, but yeah, my dad was pretty cool about it. So, uh, but yeah, mostly that kind of stuff I we could see. Like we had to sneak, be kind of sneaky to actually see some like <laughs> the like sexier, racier stuff. Um, just running it, so like we had to pretend these like live action cartoon sleazy uh, movies were like more family friendly uh -huh. than they really were. But uh, yeah, so we had to be a little sneaky, but. Uh, I probably watched more all that sneakiness. Than I all that sneakiness really explains your love for anime. Yeah, because they get yeah. freaky in that shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tentacles. And, uh, your, your mom was kind of like that too. Cause you had to go to grandma's house. Oh, to see, watch I was some just mainly where grandma's. Where I just ran wild. Where like my mom, uh, she at one point in her life, just, you know, she found Jesus and decided that hey, I found Jesus too. And yeah, so you got to lose RoboCop. <laughs> I moved out. <laughs> so as I turned sixteen, I got, got emancipated and got the uh, fuck out. <laughs> so a lot of these movies left a big impression, though, right? right. Oh, Especially God, yeah, Total definitely. Recall, and because I, I think uh, Starship Troopers was a little bit later. It was like yeah. ninety seven, I yeah. think. But definitely those two movies really left an impression on me mm -hmm. as a young kid. Yeah. Um, but even though RoboCop inspired this versus tonight, it's going to have to. To work its ass off, right? No, yeah, no free yeah, yeah. votes for birthday. Yeah. Boy, right? All three no. of these movies were phenomenal. I mean, really, just great in their own way. No. They all had a different vibe, but they were just amazing. 
But all three of the the original films, okay, have gained like this cult following. But the remakes is pretty interesting for RoboCop and Total Recall have been unsuccessful. Why do you think that is? They sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also noticed uh, when I just decided to look on Wikipedia just for the plot summaries of remakes because. I haven't seen them. I don't really have a strong interest in seeing them, but I know the plots for both of those are very different. They're interesting, but um, like critics have pointed out, they lack the humor of the originals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're more like dark and dour. And for some reason, that seems to be the trend in like sci-fi now. It's not... Yeah. They don't have the fun spirit. It's mostly just kind of a same, cool, sleek, mainly focused on the look of the film and just otherwise just like a dark plot. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of they're too weird. serious and they're worried yeah, about that serious. tentpole money. They want a yeah. franchise. I don't think Paul Verhoeven was ever thinking, no. I want RoboCop to be a franchise. No, which you is know? why it has a more personal feel to it. Yeah, yeah fuck, he was yeah. probably just lucky to be making a movie. You know, because right. uh, yeah. he, he, yeah, he came his, from Holland. He came from Holland. This yeah. was mm-hmm. his first movie and I think uh-huh. he tapped into that American nerve, yeah. you know? Oh, what yeah, was just, going on in 1980s America and coming from Holland, you know, and I think he tapped into that nerve and I think that's what made that so important back in 1980, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, they're they're too worried about these these big tentpole movies, making them too serious. I think they lose. They they have to distance themselves. Actually, mm-hmm. I have a great uh, quote from uh, Paul Verhoeven. He said talking about RoboCop and Total Recall. He said the the remakes needed to distance that distance of satire or comedy to situate it for the audience. And I think so. You know, yeah. even looking at the armor in like the new RoboCop, and we're RoboCop heavy right here at the beginning. Yeah. It's gonna work its ass off in this versus. Mm-hmm. I swear to God on my end, anyway. <laughs> uh, but that's what's inspired this versus tonight. But um, yeah, I think he's right. I think you, you look at RoboCop, even the armor. You know, I get the new version of RoboCop. I get that sleek armor, mm-hmm. right? And right. for tactical reasons. Yeah. But it still does not have that look. Like yeah. I love the look of RoboCop. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think, yeah, just a lot of inter- interesting things was going on in 1980 when it came to design or that satirical take uh, on the genre. I felt like they were just using the name to make a buck in the remakes, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they just pumped out whatever shit they could as fast as they mm-hmm. could. Like, where's my fucking money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? where's, like, where's our satires in 2017? I'm sure there's some out there. Like, I was you, a, You've got to do work to make those kinds of movies, and nobody wants to fucking do that. There's no money in it, either. I just put on Facebook and Tumblr a couple days ago, actually about a week ago, that I feel with, you know, with Donald Trump and everything that's going on in, in, in America, and in hell, overseas, I feel like I'm living in a John Carpenter movie. And I'm going to double down on that now, and I think I'm, I live in a John, Car- John Carpenter slash Paul Verhoeven movie, okay? <laughs> but... We don't have any satires. Where's our Paul Verhoeven's and our John Carpenter's at for 2017? I think we're, I mean, we're missing that, don't you think? Yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, uh, yeah, nothing's popping in my head. Uh, maybe a little bit of Ex Machina, but not a whole lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys heard that theory about um, all three of these films have that they have that shared universe, but in different eras? That was the first time I heard of it when you brought it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see I it not heard of that. Well, check this out. So, mm-hmm. RoboCop's in the near future, but it's the first steps into like cybernetic implants, memory modification, uh, private enterprise, um, taking over failing democratic governments. But then you also have hell, Omnicorp would fit perfectly in 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but Total Recall is set in this dystopian future where mankind is colonizing other planets, but has surpassed memory mods, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Starship Troopers that takes place an undetermined number of years into the future after colonization. Um, and then the repeat actors like Michael Ironside and Ronnie Cox are relatives 
of the characters in the movies. What do you guys think? Is there a shared universe there? Uh, it's possible, only because there's also a shared screenwriter for <coughs> Robocop and Starship <coughs> Troopers, and there's just the same aesthetic because of the director. So it's definitely a shared vision. I'm not entirely convinced that's a shared universe, though. Yeah. I think it's a reach. <laughs> I yeah, think it's fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah I th- people are seeing what they want to see. That is yeah. some great fucking world building, if that was the case. I wish we could get some world building like that. No shit. Span generations. Yeah. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fan fiction. I don't think there's a shared universe here, but yeah. it's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. It's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about, guys, so let's jump into this conversation tonight, man. We have politics, private enterprise, war, violence, corporate cash grabbing, and Sex. most importantly, no. co-ed shower scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into tonight's first category. Wayne, best film location. Where are you taking us? Uh, I went with Total Recall and uh, Sharon Stone's Ass. Oh, no. (laughs) Wrong note, no. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, Total Recall, uh, Venusville. Okay. I I loved the look. I loved the feel. Uh, I wanted to actually go there. You know what I mean? I think it would be fun to just kind of take a stroll through Venusville. No, I I, I like where you're going with that. It was my runner-up, okay? Um, I was thinking about, I I think it's my favorite Mars location ever done. Yeah. You know, on film, because they had fun with the location. Well, they did such a good job showing me everything, too. See, I don't know if I agree with that, but I do like the idea, you know, because we were only yeah. in Venusville. Yeah, we were in Venusville for quite a while, but, yeah. so you said Venusville? Yeah. Okay, because I like the last resort, too, but the last resort, yeah. we're not in too long, but Venusville, I think we get a, a good a, a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's, that's a good pick. I My runner-up, though, was the uh, uh, the abandoned warehouse at the end of RoboCop. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but that red light district is pretty cool. I want a poster yeah. of the last resort. I think that's pretty cool. That would be neat. So I also went with Venusville, and I included the last resort in that. Could answer uh, that. Not only nice. is it home to some memorable characters, including Thumbelina and the three-priced prostitute, <laughs> uh, it also has a glitzy meets slummy vibe that I think it makes it stand out. Uh, more than that, it gives off an aura that the people in the neighborhood are just trying to get by. Even though they're downtrodden, ostracized mutants, they dream of a better life. That's why it's so great at the end of the film to see the sun shine at the, on them, and they now feel that they can build a new life. Nice. So, I just think that it really does have a nice balance between like the the sleazy and the glitzy. Like they do. it's a mm-hmm. legitimate red light district, and uh, and the characters really make that location as well. So yeah, that's what I liked. Dude, I, guys, I'll tell you what, I wrestled with that for the longest time. I, I told you guys before we started. Well, if that's not your answer, your answer's wrong. Yeah, it's right? not. No, no. There's. I, I think I have a, a good argument here. Um, I wrestled with it. I really did because. I like Venusville. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. The only thing it took points away for Venusville for me is I think a lot of it looks kind of generic with mm-hmm. the steel walls. Yeah, you and know? The, like the rock walls and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I thought there was a little bit of generic, you know, a build to that to mm-hmm. that environment. But I did like it, especially when uh, is it Benny the cab driver? Right. He yeah, hands yeah. out that that flyer. I love uh-huh. that flyer. Yeah, That's yeah. great world building. That says the last resort. They and it's also in a neon sign too. Yeah, they yeah, could have yeah. just yeah. not named it, uh-huh. you know. But that poster, someone made that poster. You can actually buy that poster. Ronnie Cox um, is actually going to be in um, Days of the Dead in November, and that dude's getting old. Uh, but he's the governor. He's the governor <laughs> of Total Recall. Or, yeah, Cohagen. Yeah, yeah Cohagen. He's yeah. the governor of Venusville or Mars. Mars. And I think it'd be interesting to take that last resort poster and get it signed. But anyway, I love That'd that location. Cool. I think mm-hmm. Venusville and Last Resort was great. So great job, guys. But I'm going best film location. I'm going Robocop Abandoned Steel Mill, which was oh, your runner-up. Nice. Yeah, that is good. Every villain needs a cool hideout, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They're, they're even just sitting down watching, what, I'll buy that for a dollar. That's, that's what they do. That's where they go. But um, you say RoboCop, and one of the first things I think of is the still mill. My, some of my favorite scenes in RoboCop happen oh, at the, the still mill. mill yeah. Um, yeah. The violent death of Murph, Murphy right. scarred me as a kid. Mm-hmm. That happens there. Um, you have the whole third act chase shootout that happens at the steel oh, mill. Beautiful. The death of Emil and Clarence and multiple other gang members happen there, but mm-hmm. great death scenes there. And the, so, yeah, two of my favorite deaths out of the movie. And then uh, just location scouting in general. Props to whoever did location yeah, scouting. Yeah. Uh, Robocop is set in Detroit, mm-hmm. filmed in Dallas, Texas, but the steel mill, steel mill scenes, um, they look scouted this location in Pennsylvania. Hmm, so really? that, yeah, that location is actually in Pennsylvania. Okay, so it's sure. kind of cool that they just didn't settle for something in Dallas yeah. or Detroit, yeah. but they actually went to somewhere that they actually had a good setting, a good, you know, had yeah. good scenery. And I think the steel mill looks awesome. It, it does, really does. It, does, yeah. it could have been a generic location, but I think they really embodied that environment. Mm-hmm. So I had to oh, go. It was perfect for the car chase and everything. I mean, it was just. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was great. So um, I went with the, the abandoned steel mill. Nice answer. A lot happens at that steel mill. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so that takes us to best character. Where are you guys going? Uh, I went with RoboCop on this one. Uh, Dan O'Harely, or the old man. Now, he's not in RoboCop very often, but his, his small parts just made such an impression on me. Who is this? Uh, the old man, the, the head of OCP. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Cox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the other guy. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Don, oh, Don O'Harely. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, not in it very much at all. He does leave an impression. He does. He does. Like, uh, like one of the... Like, uh, as soon as that one guy, I think Kenny was his name, mm-hmm. gets blown up by Ed 209. <laughs> he just loses his shit. He, he's just like, because he said, sir, it's just a glitch. And the mm-hmm. first thing comes in is a glitch. This cost us X and X amount of money. Nobody giving a fuck about mm-hmm. this poor guy that got his mm-hmm. chest blown off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like, and later on, uh, as he's being taken hostage, just a few words, he's like, you're fired. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, <laughs> not to yeah. care of that. And then, uh, you know, at the very end, he was, he was, what's your name, son? Nobody had had any... You know, gave a shit who Robocop really was, mm-hmm. but he wanted to know. Like, so he just made such a lasting impression with his small bits. Really? That, yeah, I love. Okay, it. so yeah. this is a versus. So you're gonna you have to expect some sort of bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit, right? I'm okay. expected from you. That's, yeah. So <laughs> we we sometimes on versus here we like to try to because these are for a points and awards. Yeah. So we gotta nudge a little bit, okay? Yeah. So this is best character. Yeah, okay, I so love this, this character. A lot, lot of definition to character. I mean, you got like a Robocop and you have a Doug Quaid. He's the sole reason that I like Robocop too. It's because of the old man. I love that character. Okay, that's the best character you can come up with on the page <laughs> in this versus. Yes. He uh, really made an impression on me. I can okay. give you props. Okay. Where you right. going? So I went with RoboCop in RoboCop. His design is sleek. That's a fucking character right there. At least yeah. he's, he's got some fucking <laughs> All right. arcs. Design is sleek, <laughs> simple, yet striking. He uses a very cool sidearm. Uh, his voice is robotic, yet threatening. He has a tragic backstory that makes him very sympathetic, and he is strong enough to easily subdue most criminals. Yeah. And uh, just it just really worked as well. He's he was a uh, he was human enough to be sympathetic, robotic enough to be convincing robot, so a very convincing cyborg in that sense. And uh, I mean, he's just just with and his look just has become so iconic. It's just yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Before he becomes RoboCop and he's Murphy, I love that shot. You just reminded me of that mm. shot where you see the towers in the background, and yeah. uh, he's uh, spinning his right, right. his his, uh, his gun. Yeah, that's a cool. Shot. Yeah, yeah, I that love cool that shot. shot. I think it that's a great cool. shot. Yeah. Uh, my best character is. I'll give you guys a hint. 
Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> I went with Total Recall. I went with Douglas Quaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, okay? But yeah. to the side, um, I think Douglas Quaid is an interesting sci-fi character. I he think uh, he's a nine-to-five nine, nine to five construction worker. He's just your average Joe. Yeah, average Joe that signs up for a memory trip to Mars as a secret agent, but maybe it's not a memory trip. Maybe he's a fucking asshole, <laughs> okay? I have some definite thoughts on whether it's a... Yeah, maybe he's a fucking asshole named Hauser that is the right-hand man of the evil governor of Mars. I think that's an interesting character and the journey that he goes on. Uh, but Douglas Quaid slash Hauser was my favorite character. And I think the one-liners, he They're has... Great. You know what? I wouldn't, okay, it's one-liners. interesting. I would not say the one-liners, and we'll get into this later. I don't think any of the one-liners are great. Out of all three of these films, but it's how yeah. they're presented mm. yes. that make them great. Like, see I don't you at think, the party. <laughs> yeah, if you Matt, if you came in here and said, you know, see you at the party, Brad, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? But it's how Schwarzenegger <laughs> says it, right? What party, yeah. Yeah, see you at the party, Richter. Just yeah. the way he says it, yeah. and then you know, ha- holding two arms yeah. <laughs> in his hands in an elevator. But uh, you look at some of Doug Quaid's uh, one-liners, man. It, it made him one of my my favorite character. Uh, see you at the party, Richter, or when Melina was like, what what have you been feeding this thing? And he goes. Blondes, right? <laughs> and then he goes, um, he shoots Lori. He goes, consider that a divorce. Uh, Lori says, you know, right at the beginning of the movie, uh, you dream about that mystery girl every night. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, but I'm always back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was consistently having fun mm-hmm. with Douglas Quaid. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a, a fun character oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. I would love to spend time with. So uh, that takes us to best screen duo. Uh, I went with Robocop again on this one. Uh, Robocop and Anne. His, yeah, his really? Yeah. See, there was not enough screen time there for me. See, I, you yeah. can tell, it's almost like you could tell that they were together. They fed off of each other. Like mm-hmm. sexually? No, not sexually. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell there's some serious oral yeah. sex going on. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you they, read they, way into this movie. <laughs> it, it seemed like they formed such a friendship. Yeah. I mean, I felt it, that was the case more once he became Robocop than beforehand. Yeah. Because you don't really see a whole lot of... Uh, Murphy beforehand to feel they're an established partnership because it's so new and because she doesn't yet trust him very much, very well. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 this was a hard category for me. I, I had a hard time, I don't know, I guess caring about a lot of duos. A lot of this was a one-man show. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. from RoboCop, Total Recall. Yeah. Starship Troopers, not so much, but we'll get into that in a second. Well, Rico kind of had his own little... No. Where'd okay. you go for best duo? So for best screen duo, I went with Douglas Quaid and Melina in Total Recall. Okay. The characters and actors have a nice chemistry. I felt they, they worked really well together. I believe that they could fall in love by the end of the film. I also like Melina's progression from not trusting Doug at the beginning uh, because of their past, their past relationship with Hauser. She yeah. isn't, uh, to fully trusting him with her life. I also like Doug's progression from being put off by Melina's hostility to valuing her physical and emotional support. Uh, plus, I just like the way that the actors played off each other really well. And um, and the screenwriters really developed both the characters and the relationship. So I believe that they were a partnership. Even though it was it was shaky at the start because, um, beginning at the beginning, she thinks he's Hauser. But then, clearly, um, that relationship develops. And uh, especially on Douglas Quaid's part, as he claims Douglas Quaid as his identity, that you feel that they can become a real couple. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. I'm going uh, best screen duo. I'm going, man, This again, this was a hard category, but I'm going Starship, Tro- Starship Troopers, Rico, and Dizzy. Uh, from being high school classmates to soldiers in the infantry to being part of the Roughnecks, I think you see a lot of character growth there. See, that was my backup. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if I was having a bad day, guys, or what, but um, that scene where Dizzy dies, I actually, 
I'll admit, yeah. I had a little bit of tears in my eyes. Not tears. I would say I was like, God damn it, Dizzy. Why you got to die? But when she yeah. says, um, you know, she's like. She, At least I got to have you. <laughs> yeah, she's, right. she's dying and Johnny's like. You'll be fine. <laughs> I've actually grown to like that relationship more. Like at first, when the, the first couple of times I saw it, but uh-huh. maybe not so much. But now, the most recent time I saw it, I saw it, I realized yeah, that's a pretty convincing relationship. So do you want to? Cool do you want to change your answer? I'm not going to change it because um, I had issues with uh-huh. Starship Troopers, but yeah, that's a good pick. Okay, and, and I think it's. But she says it's okay that I die because. I got to have you. At least yeah, I got to have your nice dick line. in me. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> For only 15 minutes, I think, is what it was that Michael Something Ironside's like roughneck leader gave them a couple extra minutes to get the fuck on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was really invested in their character. I was I was rooting for Dizzy. I, yeah. You know, um, I really enjoyed their, their duo, so that's who I went with. Um, they, they, and I thought they were made for each other. I, I thought she... Okay, and this is just yeah. a guy talking. I would have rather have seen him with her than okay. the other one. Okay, just yeah. guys, guys talking... Mm-hmm. I think she's more attractive. Oh, by a long than, shot. What's what's her Denise name? Denise Richards. Yeah, yeah, and I think Denise Richards is attractive, but there's something about her. I don't have this actress's name in front of me, but I think I she is remember. hot, man. Dina Meyer. Is that yeah, her yeah, name? Dina Meyer that's played Dizzy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I think she's hot. Which one? You can have one night in Mexico with either one. I actually probably am leaning more towards Dina Meyer just because she's attractive yeah. enough, and she also has, has a very uh, cool personality. Like yeah. uh, at least in this movie, Denise Richards was rather kind of bland. Yeah, and Denise approved. Richards didn't show her tits in this movie, so no. you know that Dizzy can party. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but I think I think. <laughs> and if I'm going to spend a night in Mexico, with somebody take somebody uh, who can party. Yeah. <laughs> I th- but I think Denise Richards has showed her tits in like a lot of movies. Oh, wild, wild things. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that takes us to best villain slash antagonist. Oh, this was the easiest award Mine for me. Mine too. Uh, Robocop Boddicker. Okay. Okay. I fucking loved him. He is the ultimate bad guy, part badass and just a little bit coward. Mm-hmm. Like in the scene when they go to the, the cocaine warehouse, and as soon as he starts getting his ass kicked, he starts spilling the beans to Robocop, you know? Mm-hmm. I work for Dick, you know, mm-hmm. and all this. And yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, that sounded great. They had a lot of fun with that name. <laughs> I think we can be friends, fun, Richard. <laughs> so easily my favorite. Okay. okay, where are you going? I also went with RoboCop, but I went with Dick Jones. Uh, he's ruthless, determined, confident, and vicious. All you want in a great villain. He also he's also smart enough to build a relationship with both the OCP and also the local thugs. Uh, also, while he's intimidating, his overconfidence is also borderline amusing, at least to me. So he's somewhat funny. He just uh-huh. And uh, I'll get into later, but uh, Ronnie Cox just seemed to have a lot of fun with that role. Yeah, as well. Ronnie Cox is awesome. Oh, yes. I love Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going best villain antagonist. I'm going RoboCop's Clarence Boddicker. Oh yeah. And the Boddicker gang. <laughs> okay, so I'm adding a little something to yours, okay. Wayne, or what I call the antagonistic seven. <laughs> <laughs> you have Clarence, the leader, Bobby. You can fly. Okay, you can, can fly, fly, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> uh, Leon, Emil, mm-hmm. slash the Toxic Man, Steve, mm-hmm. Joe, and Dougie. But I think all of these characters are memorable. They're, yeah, they're very they violent, Nash yeah, was scumbag characters. Mm-hmm. Was there another one? And uh, but yeah, I think uh, like Dick Jones and Cohagen, Ronnie Cox play both those characters. I think they're great. Um, I I, could, I think I could be in a room with both them. But mm-hmm. man, I would be scared shitless if you put me in a in a room with Boddicker and his gang. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clarence in general, great pick, uh, cousin Wayne, uh, played by Kurtwood Smith. 
Um, he has that nasally voice. I kept waiting for him to call somebody a dumbass because <laughs> that's seventy. Show. He has that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got that nasally voice. He's he's always chewing bubble gum. Mm-hmm. That I think adds to his his character. Um, he's got those round rim glasses. Looks very, I guess, uh, I want to say like maybe a little Nazi. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, some, there's yeah. something very evil to him. Utter disregard for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, particular hatred for police. Uh, but he's the true definition of corporate hitman. Um, if you want something done, you go see Clarence. And I love that last line, too, where, you know, it'd be easy for, you know, writing screenplay and you, you get that confrontation with RoboCop. Mm-hmm. What do you say? It'd be easy to say, fuck you, RoboCop, as you die. Yeah. But he says something that's so cool. I didn't get my favorite quote tonight, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting. Just to add to his character, he goes, sayonara. Robocop. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just love that line yeah. when he's saying it. I just think mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, but I think Robocop would have been a completely different movie without him. I think he adds a lot of weight yeah, to that does. movie. So I, I really appreciate him. But yeah, uh, he's the uh, he's the scumbag of old Detroit. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I mm-hmm. thought he was great. So uh, any runners-up? Uh, runner-ups, guys? Not for me, no. He was just clearly number one. I yeah. guess I probably would have had him as a, as a runner-up, especially in Robocop. Um I guess I didn't pick him because they, he only had, had his moments for me. Like uh, when he killed RoboCop or anytime he's confronting RoboCop. I think outside of that, he just seems um, a little bit too generic to me. But when he's confronting uh, RoboCop or any other, um, any other cops, uh, he just brings a lot of energy to his villainy. Yeah, if I had to go with one, because I loved Ronnie Cox. If I had to go with one Ronnie Cox role, I would have to go. I would go RoboCop, yeah. I think. But I do like the governor of, uh, you know, he's the governor of, of Mars. But mm-hmm. uh, the abuse of Monopoly on air, you yeah. know, killing mutants mm-hmm. and you know everything he has to do there. So oh, like when they said uh, they're gonna die soon if you don't give him air. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good one. All right, so that takes us to best hero <coughs> slash protagonist. Uh, Total Recall. Quaid. Really? Yeah, he, he just seemed almost like a like a futuristic version of Roddy Piper in the in uh, They Live. You know, just this average yeah, kind of, yeah. blue collar guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put in an extraordinary situation. I like that. Yeah, and I really enjoyed his role in that. Where you going? Okay, so I also went with the Douglas Quaid from Total Recall. He pretty much goes through a full hero's journey, starting out as a blue collar laborer, albeit one with a hot wife. And ending yeah. as the savior of Mars, uh, along the way, he learns how to think on his feet in order to survive and to defend himself against verbal, verbal and physical persuasion by those who either want to kill him or make him stand down. He also genuinely cares about the down, downtrodden people, especially the psychic mutants he meets in Venusville, mm. because he comes from a lower class background. Yeah. So he's very sympathetic because he's an everyman, he's, uh, which is interesting how his opposite is Hauser, who's... The corporate guy, yeah. just like Coagan. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting. If Hauser exists, if he does exist, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I liked how I I was thinking Quaid for a long mm-hmm. time, but Paul Verhoeven actually switched me over. Okay. Um, I had him. Okay. I had Quaid written out for the longest time, but to quote Paul Verhoeven, and I actually like thinking about RoboCop like this now. But he said that uh, RoboCop was an opportunity to create my own American Messiah. A heroic figure who fights for the forces of good. A resurrection story for the computer age with a martyred cop literally tortured to death by a group of gun-toting criminals 
raised from the dead by scientists. Uh, the gunshot blast to Murphy's hands as Jesus' hands being nailed to the cross. The bullet to Murphy's head is the crown of thorns. And Boddicker's blood at the climax of the film is the, the water turning into wine. But so I'm going with the savior of Detroit. I'm going with Jesus Christ RoboCop. <laughs> I think he was the he he stopped this movie into turning into full Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're going to church. With him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I like the comparisons. I thought that was pretty cool. That is um, yeah, how Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. So I, I watched it a second. That when you came over tonight, Wayne. I was telling you I was watching RoboCop again. Yeah, it's because yeah. I was reading a lot of what Paul Verhoeven was talking about with RoboCop, and I wanted that that perspective while I was watching mm-hmm. it. I thought that was really cool seeing yeah. this this apocalypse, this old Detroit, and having this this savior figure, you know, come in and, and stop all the crime and calamity. So um, that's who I went with. Um, best kill. Where are we going? Uh, I went with RoboCop. <clears throat> when uh, Emil gets dunked in toxic ways. Right, and that's just a start. He's still alive, mm. <laughs> and then gets wiped out and splattered by Boddicker's car. <laughs> wow, yeah. fucking! I mean, that's just a little blow. It was. It was really? just like God, you know. Yeah, that was good. Went from bad to worse. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was a scene too that left a mark as a kid. Oh right? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. freaked me. Oh, oh my god, me. yeah, definitely. That's probably as a kid. That probably was my, yeah. my I guess memorable yep. takeaway from the film. It was, and then when dude, he gets splattered, it's almost like a moment of mercy. Mm-hmm. I would have yeah. to say, yeah. okay, and now this is on the spot, but top five moments as a kid where I'm like, that is some creepy shit. Yeah, was him going Ooh, yeah. at the steel mill. It was <laughs> so fucking scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that who was the guy that he runs into? Like he's like, get the fuck away from me, man! Oh, that was Nash. Was that uh, Nash? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like Nash, get away from me, man! That's how I was like, you yeah. know, watching this as a kid on the TV. I was like, oh man, oh, get yeah. the fuck away from that me, shit man. dripping on you. Oh, that show's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Where you going, All man? Right. So I went with the first time that Douglas Quaid uses a hologram during the shootout at the oh, end of Total Recall. That's Rehires. so good. It is surprising, smart, funny, and Doug manages to kill several men with a single burst of gunfire. I mean, not to mention. Uh, Doug's laugh. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. You think I'm Quaid? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Yeah. That's, That's a great scene. Yeah, That's a great really scene. Um, I'm going with best kill. I'm going RoboCop. Toxic waste kill. Nice, yeah. bro. Dude, I loved it. Um, as a, again, I talked about it. as a kid. I was I was fucking scared of this thing, man. But yeah, Mill attempts to run down RoboCop, but he, he goes into this vat of toxic waste. His flesh is melting off of his face and hands, and then he gets slammed into by Boddicker. What's, what's great is Boddicker's reaction when he does it. He just turns on the windshield wipers and goes, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which shows you just how much he cares about his game. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. So, so awesome. Just tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Runner-up, and I tell you what, though, I actually had Starship Troopers, Johnny Rico. He was uh, doing the one-on-one with the giant fire spewing super mm-hmm. bug. That yeah. was my number one because I like that. He's like shooting into the shell yeah. of the creature and then taking a grenade and throwing it inside then he gets yeah. to go up a rank yeah. because of that 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 uh, that kill. Yeah. That kind of seemed like Shades of Empire Strikes Back to me. Like Luke throwing the, the grenade into that. At yeah, a little, bit, a little bit. So, but that toxic kill, yeah. I had to give some respect to that because I think it's amazing. Okay. Um, another one though that I wanted to give a runner up to and I think it's really cool because these movies are violent. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. just just oh, yeah. a, just a side note, we did the John Carpenter marathon, right? Mm-hmm. Had a blast with that marathon. Probably one of my probably my favorite marathon that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I will say, leaving that marathon, I thought the <clears throat> kills all across the board, Halloween, Escape from New York, They Live, all those movies were very generic. I, I had a hard time yeah. finding a best mm-hmm. kill. Mm-hmm. I just w- wasn't impressed. But 
all of these movies had very yeah. interesting, violent, glorious. Well, that's one of his, his trademarks for his movies. Yeah. Violent, yeah. very unique. But uh, right. I love the human meat shield in Total Recall. Oh yeah, when he's using that guy on the escalator, and that yeah. guy's just getting just <laughs> slaughtered with bullets. Yeah. Um, see you at the party, Richter. Elevator cutting off the arms of uh, uh, what's the guy? Cohagen. No, it wasn't Cohagen. It was. Yeah, it was um, Cohagen. Cohagen is Ronnie Cox. It was uh, Michael uh, Ironside's character. Okay. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh shit, my bad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Richter, and then Richter, Richter is his name. Yeah, Richter, right. Richter, Michael Ironside's right. character. Richter comes into uh, Venusville, goes into Last Resort, kills everyone. She, he shoots three tits in the back, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Quato in the head. <laughs> yeah. I need that on a shirt. Three tits in the back, Quato in the head. Um, but then uh, Rob- I had a lot of runner-ups here, guys. But uh, Robocop, Ed 209, killing the programmer at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my His chest God. flying up. Uh-huh. It was just... And then, again, killing Murphy at the steel mill. Yeah. yeah. That is fucking violent, especially as a kid again. And it's just so slow, too. It just starts with his hand, and then yeah. finally they just unload until literally he's like, I'm out of ammo. Yeah. But to go back... I went with the toxic waste kill, okay. which was so awesome. Yeah. I love that kill. Right. Uh, for a run-up for me, I would also have to mention when uh, Quaid is dressed as an old woman, and then his head starts going wonky, and he tosses it the What thugs. does he say? Get ready, Get for, ready a for a surprise. surprise. I thought that was so awesome as a kid. It still holds up as a cool moment, so yeah. that was fun, too. Um, so that takes us, guys, to... Actually, can we... Yeah, can we can we talk about the the kills or the violence why in these not? three films? Why we're here? I think because I think, like you said, it's a trademark to Paul. It Bell. is. It is. It's I have the body counts here. We have oh, thirty in RoboCop, mm-hmm. seventy-seven in Total Recall, <laughs> two hundred and fifty-six in Starship Troopers. Nice. That's the ones only the ones we see on yeah. screen. There's a lot of, even more. Oh God, yeah. But as oh, we yeah. just discussed, I think that even though RoboCop only has thirty kills, they're violent and unique. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if Total Recall. Uh, a guy gets shot in the dick in Robo- RoboCop. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's important to note that man these these are some pretty violent films with some unique yeah. kills. Mm-hmm. So, did you guys even feel like there was seventy seven or two two hundred fifty six in Starship Troopers is believable because there's a lot of shit. Oh yeah, right, right. Whole right. That they land it's on it's a war movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, it makes sense. But uh, Total Recall that doesn't seem like it at all. Yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't seventy seven? I, I think probably because they're spread out. More kills in Total Recall than RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Yeah. See, I just hmm. I think it's just because the the kills in RoboCoppers. Right, they're all good, role. but they're so memorable. Yeah. Exactly. So the next category is actually my favorite. It's WTF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? When you're watching a movie, or sometimes we do a lot of research for these these verses or marathons, so it could be a behind the scenes thing. We're like, what the fuck is going on? So sometimes this category can get a little bit long. So if you're listening tonight, or if you're listening to this episode, you need an intermission. Okay, leave now. Come back in 10 minutes. We'll probably be talking about some what-the-fuck moments in all three of these <laughs> movies, okay? Yeah. So, uh, Cousin Wayne, uh, what the fuck was your what-the-fuck? <laughs> my my what-the-fuck was uh, Starship Troopers. Right? This is in the future. Uh, okay, well, actually, give me a couple runner-ups. Don't give me your oh, number God, one. Oh, God, runner-ups. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, did you fuck? have any? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. God, I, had, I didn't write any down. Okay, but, I have a fucking uh, Robocop. Uh, we're talking about when Kenny gets killed. I even mentioned this earlier. No one gives a fuck that there's a mutilated corpse in the office. Uh-huh. They're talking about their money losses. <laughs> this setback is going to cost us so many millions of dollars. <laughs> you know, and this guy yeah. is just, I mean, there's the smoke there. coming out of what was left of his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him, right? right. <laughs> uh, total Recall. Uh, God, just the, uh, probably not politically correct here, but the midget hooker, you know? <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> 
Dude, I'm, I'm gonna share a couple of mine, and then we'll go to you. Okay, you, uh, and then give you a couple. All right. uh, I'll give I'll give two right now because I, I I could go on for. Oh, and another scene we talked about real quick is when uh, Dizzy said, "At least I got to have you." Mm. Uh, Her last words are, "Hey, it's worth dying because at least I finally got to fuck you." Is <laughs> <laughs> <That is laughs> this guy hung like a fucking mule or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, I'm gonna one of my what the fucks is I actually love it, and that's so with what the fucks you don't get um, it doesn't get a point. But you don't get any points taken away. It's just kind of a neutral thing. And the reason for that is because sometimes what the fuck is funny, you know? And oh, yeah. for, for one of my runner-ups, it is a line that I re- have remembered for years, even before this this Versus episode where I had to go back and watch him. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's RoboCop. It's Dick Jones. He comes out of the shitter, mm-hmm. right? He's, he pulls up his pants. <laughs> he, he comes out of the shitter. He goes, he talks to the young kid who's trying to take over Omnicorp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he goes... I remember when I was a young executive at this company, we used to call the old man funny names. Mm-hmm. Iron Butt, Boner, Hell. Once, I even called him Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but there was always respect. Mm-hmm. I always knew where the line was drawn. I'm like, you just crossed it. It's like he didn't call him a Momo or half a fag or a bitch. <laughs> he called him an Asshole. I'm like, that is some old school shit. You're getting pissed right. about someone calling you an asshole. Uh-huh. I get called that over fucking morning breakfast. <laughs> so I, I love, dude, I'll be honest with you, that almost got my favorite quote because I fucking love that line. Um, and I'll give you another one real quick, but uh, th- this was just kind of an observation, but RoboCop never really busts people. No, you he know? just kills them. He just kills them or beats their ass. Like, he never just arrests them and takes them to fucking death. Yeah, well, he, he, well, I said that one guy got shot in the dick. I know. Yeah, one guy got thrown through a cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another, Boddicker, he just fucked his world up. <laughs> really, real quick, too, and when Quaid, he finds the alien, the, the guy who's the mutant, right? Yeah. right? The, the, he turns around, and I love the look of Quato, right? Mm. But when he turns, that guy turns around, he pauses, yeah. looks like he's shitting out a mutant, right? <laughs> and then he comes around, there's this mutant hanging out of his chest. Put yourself in Quaid. Quaid's mind, right? This mu- this guy turns around, he's got a mutant hanging out of his stomach, right? And he goes, open your mind, Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and fuck Mars. I'm going home. <laughs> fuck so, that version of Yoda, basically. So to I, some extent. I have a bunch of others, but Matt, let's kick it over to you real quick. What are some of yours? All right, so uh, I decided to do a run-up uh, for a couple of the movies. A second runner-up, uh, Atmosphere Processor and Total Recall, because I just think there's no way that Doug and Melina would be able to breathe for so long when the gases rise into the atmosphere. Unless... Um, it's a memory. Yeah, that's the only way. That play fixes all the bottles. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I'm a pretty stickler for scientific accuracy. But, uh-huh. So that that kind of... Uh, I just suspend disbelief a little there. Well, let me talk about that real quick since okay. you're on that one. Okay. That first... Uh, so, yeah, the third act, when he's... um, the, the atmo- they're, they're trying to get some oxygen, right? right? And their eyes are popping out of their head. Uh, and, and then, yeah. when the oxygen is, is, is on Mars... Yeah. They they're fine. <laughs> their right. eyes go back in their head. I'm like, no, exactly. no, you don't come back no. from that. When no. you're shaking and your eyes are popping out and your yeah. head's like two times the size of your, your fucking normal head, right? There's no coming back from that. Your fucking brain is goo mm-hmm. and you are fucked, right? Because that would also like pressurize your bones and shit. Too. Yeah, you have like a cracked skull and yeah, you're fucked after that. All right, okay. So my other runner up was uh, in uh, RoboCop. How the bad guys were able to kill Murphy because Ann Lewis stared at Johnson's cock for a little too long. <laughs> I know! Be more professional, nice. woman. Come on! You mind if I zip this up? You need to see her yeah. eyes go foom? She just she did not have to look dick. down. Yeah. 
And he depend he counted on that. And yeah, she, he did. She <laughs> fell right into his trap. That is so wow. sexist. <laughs> yeah, Mind if I zip this up? Because yeah. I know you're going to look at my cock. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man. I'm going to give a couple other ones real quick. Uh, first act recall, okay? At the very beginning when he thinks he's having that dream, he wakes up from the dream. But he's in the dream, he's walking real super fucking close to the edge. Mm-hmm. Would you walk that fucking close to the edge of goddamn Mars to look down a fucking ravine? No. I think, There's no railing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck walking no. that close to a goddamn edge. Um, and so these are just some small ones, right? But, mm. you know, like, uh, you can fuck Michael Ironside or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think Lori traded up with fucking Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she I, don't, I think she she got fucked mm-hmm. if she has to go back and start sucking on Michael Ironside. Kind of <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and then uh, Robocop... And Starship Troopers both have co-ed shower scenes. Mm-hmm. I love Paul Hoven's America. <laughs> but, the, but the, what's funny, though, check this out. I don't know if you guys know this. The cast for Starship Troopers decided they would do the co-ed shower scene. Because mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't in the script or something. Okay. He kind of talked him into it. Right. And they're like, we'll do this, okay? But you have to direct the scene naked. <laughs> And he did. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine old Paul Verhoeven mm-hmm. just dick hanging out, just filming this scene? All right, everybody cracks, start lathering up. cracks me up. <laughs> um, I'm going to give one more. Do you have any more runner-ups, guys? I that's do. All okay, let me give one more. I doubt you guys have this one. In Sacramento, California, a robbery suspect fled into a darkened movie theater to escape pursuing police. He became so engrossed, 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 with the movie that was playing on the screen, RoboCop, okay, that he failed to notice that the police had evacuated all of their patrons from the theater. Oh my! When the lights flipped on, the stunned man was taken into custody. That's <laughs> awesome. He was so engrossed with RoboCop. Oh, Can I finish the movie, guys? Yeah. <laughs> finish the fucking movie. I, I think that is so fucking hilarious. Oh, another one I had. Uh, Michael Ironside's character. Uh, do you notice how many times he tried to blow open the glass in the dome? Uh-uh. First, he succeeded the first time, right? Uh-huh. And everybody started to get sucked through. Yeah. And then another time, it was right after uh, Schwarzenegger had killed uh, Sharon Stone, he starts shooting at the glass again trying to get to him. Damn. Yeah. I missed that. So it's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> any more runner-ups for you? That is it. Okay, any runner-ups for me, Matt? I'm done. Okay, let me give a couple more, and then we'll kick it over to you for the final <laughs> okay. answer, okay? Only a few. Um, I love the look of Ed 209. Ever since yeah. I was a kid, even today, I love Ed 209. Mm-hmm. But this thing fucking sucks. Will you point out, Wayne? Oh, you want, you want the rubber chicken? Okay. For the next one. Okay, here's the rubber chicken, buddy. Um, but uh, Ed 209, he doesn't function properly. This thing sucks. Yeah, I know. What? Cool design, but what a piece of shit. And then I hate how when he fuck, fucking falls down the stairs, yeah. he squeals like a pig. It sounds yeah, like a fucking weird. pig on stairs. I mean, yeah, I'll admit, it kind of looks more like a toy than a full-fledged huge robot at that moment yeah. so it is kind of messed up and uh, so I, I just thought the design was cool but what a piece of shit um, and then uh, working for recall that has to suck these employees mm-hmm. are so ingress- aggressive oh god yeah. um, I guess uh, so Bob McClain he's setting up you know uh, Schwarzenegger's character Quaid yeah. and uh, this, the, the woman comes in right and he goes use your head you dumb bitch yeah. He's just acting out the secret agent portion of his ego trip. And she goes, fuck you, Bob. I'm <laughs> just like, God yeah. damn. And then she slaps the other guy. <laughs> yeah, she, slaps, she slaps that dude. I'm like, God damn. Fucking working for recall has to damn. suck. Uh, but then here's a what the fuck for the ladies. Okay. I love the last <laughs> quote from Cohagen. He goes, uh-uh, princess. We're having you fixed. 
You're going to be respectful, compliant, and appreciative the way a woman should be. All very Women's America, people. So those were our runner-ups for WTF. What the fuck? So let's get into our number one what the fuck moment from this versus. Cousin Wayne? Starship Troopers. You have these giant bucks. You're set in the future. You've got all this military... And you give them the shittiest guns possible to fight these bugs with. Have you noticed? Pretty good guns. No, no, you kidding me? Did you see how many rounds it took to kill one bug? I don't think it's the gun. I think these things are like. Dude, you you couldn't give them something better? Probably not. You've got nuke launchers. Mm -hmm. But you know how expensive those are? I don't think they could be funded that that much. In my opinion, I think it's just like you look at our um, our soldiers now. I mean, they don't. They have what gets the the job done adequately. But it wasn't getting it done adequately. Did you see how much time they had to spend shooting one bug? Not all of them can have like nuke launchers, though. No, I know that. But can you give them something better? I don't know. I think that they're, the armor on the bugs were, you know, pretty Again, goddamn strong. Again, give them something better. I think they yeah. would have if they could have. It also <laughs> could be that they just underestimate how tough these bugs were. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. yeah. So that's you know, dog shit. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that's a dog shit point. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't get a point, so we'll go. Right. Where are you going? All right, so I also went with Starship Troopers, but I went with, even though many, or a few of the main characters, well, many of the main characters are from Buenos Aires, none of them are Hispanic. I mean, especially with Ibanez, Rico, and uh, Flores, none of those actresses, actor or actresses were Hispanic. So that really? kind of threw me off. Yeah. yeah I pa- at Rico's it. parents were white. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Just... I mean, yeah, <laughs> That's I, even, funny. I even looked up on Wikipedia just to see, well, do they have any Hispanic descent at all? <laughs> Rico, they that is so funny, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rico, he... Oh yeah. man, that's good. That's that's very good. I didn't even think about that one. Too. Rico from Buenos Aires, white. Nope. <laughs> my Red what? White. My what the fuck was very. Um, it was a mental thing. Okay, I okay. had to get. I had to get past it. But I don't know. God damn it! If I ever can get past this, but Peter Weller, the as an actor, RoboCop, he could not fit properly into the police car. Mm-hmm. So with his full RoboCop costume on, there were for the shots where he was in the car, mm-hmm. they only put the armor half on. Okay, so the rest of the time, he was sitting in his underwear. Oh, man. Okay, so every time I see RoboCop, (laughs) when he's in his car, (laughs) I just imagine RoboCop with no pants on, sitting in his underwear. (laughs) Dude, that is awesome. That's that's an awesome movie. Yeah, so, and then, so you notice, like, when he gets out of his car, it just shows his feet get up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then going into the car. You know, they they have some really interesting angles, so you don't see him just in his fucking shitters. (laughs) So that was my what the fuck. Dude, that is great. (laughs) Just a little cop strolling, strolling old Detroit with his dick hanging out. (laughs) With his futuristic diaper on. (laughs) Dead or alive, you're coming. Oh, fuck, (laughs) Ryan! This fucker doesn't have any pants on! (laughs) Robo dick. (laughs) Robo dick. Dude, it's funny, I was looking up Howard uh, Stern. Okay. Actually made a, um, a little short called Homo Cop. <laughs> Maybe got the idea from that. I, I don't know. Best score or soundtrack. Where are we going, guys? Uh, I had to give the rubber what chicken. What the fuck? I want to change my what the fuck to that. Dude, that shit sucks. Oh, my God. There was nothing special about any of these. You're on crack. And what, they, what I did notice was just horrible. You're on crack. I'm sorry, I just don't like cheap-ass synthesizer music. Oh, My bad. Fuck. Dude, My no, bad. it's a full-blown orchestra for a lot of this. Oh, I could really tell because it was so awesome. Then you have no, Jerry Goldsmith, and you got uh, Basil, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Basil Well, they should have Goldor- paid Jerry Goldor- Goldsmith a little more. Mm-hmm. 
Man, dude, that sucks. It didn't fit. It just sucked. Where are you going, Matt? I went with Jerry Goldsmith for Total Recall. Uh, typical of his scores, the music sets an eerie mood throughout. Here especially, the score lends an air of mystery to dream sequences and establishing shots of Mars. The music is also appropriately suspenseful during the action sequences. And I actually noticed a lot more the second time around as I watched it recently. I did th- think it did accompany the movie very well. Yeah, and it's actually Jerry Goldsmith's uh, favorite score out of all of his movies. Really? So You're cool. kidding yeah. me. Uh, so I, I, I liked it. so much more. Yeah. I honestly thought it was kind of like, I thought it was generic, but generic in a good way. Mm-hmm. If, if it makes sense for sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I thought yeah. I thought it completely did, you know, did the job. Right. Um, but man, guys, I'm surprised with you guys, man. Like, I got to go RoboCop, man. The uh, it, It's, I don't know, it's one of those songs that I put it right up there against with, it's permanently in the back of my head. I put it up there with fucking Terminator, man. Oh, man. Yeah, the score, the, do you have a smartphone? While I'm talking, um, look up RoboCop music. You gotta hear. I gotta play this RoboCop music. Um, but yeah, it, it's in the back of my head. It's, it's, it, I, I, I think yeah, it sticks up right up there with uh, with Terminator. It's one of my some of my favorite moments are when um, the, the theme comes in and it's it's just dude, it's badass. Play this. Play the RoboCop theme. It's so loading up, but I do. I did really like the RoboCop theme. I think that was my major takeaway from RoboCop's music. So that's why I couldn't give it the score uh-huh. if we're just going by main themes or See, something but i would so i main theme yeah. the drive montage mm-hmm. helpless woman rock shop looking for me yeah. all of those scores are mm-hmm. brilliant and it's a it's it's different versions of the main theme that kind of sprout into their own but yeah this, all right i got it yeah listen to this robocop thing this is badass all in short interludes with all those those um that i just mentioned Oh, oh my god, an <laughs> Oh my god, it's my porn. It's goddamn Verizon. <laughs> Listen to this. So generic. Oh, uh, no, but that's... I love that, dude. It's all this orchestra just swelling up, dude. It's like, this is... You're gonna... You're going with fucking Robocop, man. Generic. Hang on. Oh, I love that, dude. I love that. Yeah. You, you like that, Matt? I do like the theme a lot. I think, like I said, that's probably my favorite part of RoboCop's soundtrack. I think overall, I just, I just thought the Jerry Goldsmith score was more striking uh, in Total Recall. I would tell everybody that uh, I would go home and, and Google the soundtrack, listen to main theme, Drive Montage, Helpless Woman, Rock Shop, Looking for Me. Mm-hmm. I think uh, RoboCop did a great job mm-hmm. with with the score. Mm-hmm. So uh, that takes us to best quote. There was a lot of these, but in the end, I went with Total Recall. Baby, you make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. that's a fun line. That would, that's just yeah. awesome. I don't give a fuck who you yeah. are. That's a fun <laughs> line. Yeah. And he did have three hands. Well, technically, yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking Newton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she'd want to get groped with that other one, though. Yeah, that's nasty looking hand. It well, was rejoinder. I think you're just doing. I think you're doing just fine with two. So yeah, kind of I know. As well. I remember yes. as a kid just loving yeah. that fucking line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, I went also went with Total Recall, but I went with Consider That a Divorce. That's spoken by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's well-timed, a cathartic moment yeah. after a long, grueling fight that Doug has been through, and further indicates that Doug is beginning to man up. It's also a great line to delivery, just the way he delivers that line. And uh, also on a side note, I just think that it's also, it's a, along with being a divorce from his wife, 
I think it's a, a divorce from his old self. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Like from that point on, he really owns being a new Doug Quaid, not the one that Coagan wanted him to be. Yeah, you know? not that Hauser. Right. Yeah. Man, like like I said earlier, guys, I think the one-liners they're not. <laughs> No, they're not really great. It's how they're presented that yeah. I had so much fun it's with. It's how he says yeah. them. Yeah, yeah like I gotcha. I, I'm going to give yeah. a couple just quick runner-ups, but um, Dead or Alive, You're Coming With Me, yeah. it's the way Peter Weller one. says it. Yeah, that's fun. Um, bitches leave when Clarence goes <laughs> in. You know, that, that's a great line. And, uh, you know, get your ass to Mars. You know? I bet that right. really pisses you off. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Get your ass to Mars or, you know, yeah, I have in my notes, baby, you make me wish I had three hands. But there's, a, there's a funny line that Benny says. And it's as he's walking away, and you, yeah. I don't even think you see his mouth moving. Like you just hear it. He says something like Siamese. Those Siamese, Siamese twins are gonna fuck you coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna fuck you so good you're not gonna know whether you're coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny line, dude. Uh, but then um, I have to go. Yeah, Michael Ironside had a great one too from uh, Starship Troopers. He says, "I expect the best, and I give the best." Here's the beer. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. I, I like that. But um, my best quote was so unexpected, I had to give it some love tonight. And it's from Ronnie, Ronnie Cox's Cohagen in Total Recall. And he goes, who gives a shit what you believe? In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. And I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. <laughs> I'm like, this is the governor of fucking Mars. You know, I'm not going to go home and have wine and flame and yawn. I'm going to go eat cornflakes. I'm going to go home and eat fucking cornflakes, man. This is the fucking governor of Mars. I love that line. Because I'm a man of the people. I want, I want a t-shirt now. With fucking Cohagen, with a, a a gallon of milk, cornflakes, eating a bowl of cornflakes, dude. I think that is just a hilarious quote. That is but, awesome. I yeah, didn't even think about that one. There was a lot of fun one-liners. That really, really was. Yeah. So uh, that takes us into uh, we're going best screenplay. I went with Starship Troopers on this one. Okay, because mm. that uh, that was my re- really the reason why I had a kind of a problem with Starship Troopers. This is so well written. Mm. I can just imagine reading the script for this mm. and having this great imagery in my head that had so much potential, a great storyline. You know, there's so much more depth to it than there was RoboCop. You know, Total Recall was a close second for me, but just Starship Troopers, just such an interesting and just can't look away type story. Uh, where are you going? I actually did go with uh, Ed Newmeyer and Michael Miner for RoboCop. Uh, both writers inject so much smart humor into the film, which I really appreciated. I also liked the satirical representations of corporate warfare, the militarization of police, the political correctness of the new law enforcement, RoboCop, uh, and the violence in the media, courtesy of the updated Battleship board game, Nukem. Yeah. It's also a tightly plotted, I felt, with a great story, strong world building, and full of memorable heroes and villains. Yeah, I, think so all, I, really all, I think all the films were layered with oh, satirical yeah, they, and yeah. allegorical elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's another one of his trademarks. Right? Yeah. yeah, No, it is, yeah. for sure. That's, that, that's what makes a Paul Verhoeven yeah. film, I think, one right. of the big uh, key ingredients. But um, I have an, uh, an actual quote from the screenwriter of RoboCop, okay. uh, Matt. He said, it's... Um, Though the world that we're living in now is is starting to play into reality, we are now living in the world that I was proposing mm-hmm. in RoboCop, and that's yeah. what I said at the beginning of this verse: is like, where's yeah. our, where's our John Carpenter's and our Paul Verhoeven's in 2017? Because mm-hmm. it is, yeah. it's ripe for a fucking screenplay, mm-hmm. you know. Right? They're now. probably standing back, going, "We told you so." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give you a big budget movie, <laughs> you know. But um, I am gonna go with um, Total Recall. I'm going yeah. so yeah yeah Total Recall the film yeah. is loosely based on Philip K. Dick's short story uh, we can remember it for you wholesale uh, but I think there was a good balance of mind games 
and action, right. especially for a Schwarzenegger movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I love the story of Total Recall. I think it's good sci-fi. But then um, I think the greatness of the film lies in that ambiguous ending. I See, love... to me, there was no ambiguous about it. Okay, well, yeah, let's let's talk about that then. Do you think dream or not a dream was the whole thing oh, after Quaid sits down uh, for his dream. recall session? Because like, they Just haven't even dream? tapped him to him. Nothing. There's been no implants. He hasn't freaked out yet. Nothing. If you look at the monitor... So got his ass to Mars or never got his ass to Mars? Never got his ass to Mars. <laughs> never got Seriously, his if you look at the monitor, uh -huh. when they're talking to him, there's blatant... you got to kind of freeze frame it. Blatant pictures of Melina. And on the other screen, there's the uh, when the, the alien technology that, that makes the atmosphere. Uh -huh. You can see it on the other screen. Now, you mean to tell me... <laughs> That these people could just come, you know what I mean? It had to have been a memory no, I'm, I'm to... that, that they uh, <laughs> implanted into him. Because uh -huh. it's not like he could project his uh, back memories onto that monitor without him being hooked up. No, I'm, I don't know. The whole world is pretty and well they even created. Said, like, and that guy even said, oh, wow, blue atmosphere on Mars. That's different. Before they, like I said, they'd even tap So you think it's time. all a dream? Oh, it, now, I know you, it. It's got to be. So do you like that or don't like that? I like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that last moment, kiss me before you wake up. But I really, truly believe that he woke up in his chair shortly after kissing Yeah, I do Melina. like that line. That mm -hmm. last line where Melina so says, was, yeah. Yeah, or Quaid says, I just had a terrible thought. What if all this is a dream? And Melina says, then kiss me quick before you wake I, up. I, I, think that's that's I, I, I truly believe line. it is a dream. I like it that way. Great line. I thought it was a great ending. Man, I'm torn on this, guys. I think. so. Oh, yeah. how can you be torn? So look at this it's conversation so we just had blatant. just right now about Total Recall yeah. and that story. Mm -hmm. Where did you go for best screenplay? Oh, best I went with Starship you went Troopers. With, with, uh, you guys want to change it to Total Recall? No. Maybe a little bit? Except Starship mm. Troopers had so much more potential than what it actually delivered. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I side with this, guys, because I think any any plot hole can be can be talked about, like the oh, uh, yeah. oxygen on Mars in 10 minutes, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I think that can be you know talked about just by being a memory trip. You know, yeah. and not actually facts that's happening on Mars. So I think a lot of things can be, you know, just, hey, it was just a dream kind mm -hmm. of thing. But I don't know, man, because at the beginning of the movie, when Schwarzenegger says, I'm going to recall, and his best friend is in the car, he gives him a look like, oh, shit, this isn't supposed to happen. Well, mm -hmm. how long could he have known him, too? Because remember she said, or his wife, we, we just moved here. So how good of a friend could he have been? Yeah. And then let's face it, let's just say this guy... He does know somebody that went to recall. And they, you know, got... Uh, yeah, but I didn't get that kind of feel. I got the look that I you would get for someone who's seedy, and he's mm -hmm. up to no good. Like, he knows, like, fuck, I'm supposed to be watching. See, I gave, him that, that, I gave him that look like, man, you're fucking stupid mm -hmm. if you go to those movies. I love the idea that it's a memory trip. I th And I think Schwarzenegger and Paul Verhoeven all agree that it's a memory trip. I think that's okay. what they go with. Mm -hmm. I... I don't know. I kind of, with the glances that he gets from his friends and people before he goes to recall, or even how Sharon Stone talks about, you know, recall, I think that, uh, I think it, it, what we see in the movie really happens. That's, well, that's where my side see, is. See, I'm leaning more towards no, just because I want to believe that uh, it's uh, not a dream. Because if it were a dream, I feel that it would defeat the purpose of Doug's journey and rob it of his potency. Yeah. So I, I, I like the fact that we think that uh, Doug Quaid has um, foiled Coagan. He's no longer Hauser. He's his own man. He gets the girl in the end. 
Um, I love that conversation, though, don't you? I mean, it's it's it the, is it's the whole yeah. is decorative a replicant, right? I mean, conversation. It's, it's also a lot more so like to me there's a definition is Inception that, a dream? But in the case of Inception, I feel that it's more vague, and I think in that case, I just felt it it fit more into what the film was trying to say. But okay. in this film, I just feel that um, it works better not being a dream. Although there was that is that line from. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he's telling Kogi Hagen that his plan is too perfect. I mean, Greg Hagen does say, fuck you, it wasn't perfect, or whatever. But, um, yeah. And you're making I, it but, fucking happen. So that, yeah. That's why I got my best screenplay. It's smart, mm-hmm. it's action-filled, right. and I, I love ambiguous endings. I mm-hmm. like having discussions like this, where it's like, what really happened? You know, like mm-hmm. I did with Blade Runner, you know? So that's uh, that's why I got my best screenplay. A lot of it's hard to do to have that. Del- it's a delicate balance between. It is. Like I love that scene where um, he's having that schizoid embolism, and he's being trying to be talked yeah. out of you his total recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to talk him out of mm-hmm. the reality to, just to fuck yeah. him over. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that scene again. It's it's smart, but there's some action. It's a Schwarzenegger vehicle on top of that. So I yeah, think they yeah. did a really good job with that screen. Uh, I'm also thinking you know the moment where the guys sweat. Dribbles down yeah. his oh, yeah. cheek, and that's how um, Doug Quaze decides. Okay, I'm not in a dream, so I can kill this guy. Because if I were in a dream, maybe why would you be freaked out? I know, but it's kind of it would kind of be like a dream within a dream or something like that. But so you're talking some Inception shit, yeah, Matt. Right? You're <laughs> going mean? deep, Matt. Yeah. You're going deep, Matt. Come <laughs> back, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us into best cinematography, guys. A uh, total recall. Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. It's a heart attack. God damn, Brad. <laughs> You're just wrong as fuck. Okay. Tell no. me why. Oh, it just looked amazing. More importantly, more than anything, it was Mars that impressed me. Really? It was so generic. Like, I love Total Recall. Dude, what do you think Mars is? Do you think it's a goddamn paradise? No, we didn't, get, <laughs> we, we didn't get to see just the exterior of Mars. We saw a lot of interior Mars, like Venusville. Mm-hmm. And we right. saw the mines. It, yeah. it just looked I, very realistic, I I, very gritty, almost mm-hmm. had a grindhouse feel to it. Really? Yeah. See, I thought it looked dated, is the best really? word I can say. And I like Total Recall. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just thought it looked dated. Mm-hmm. But you thought it was filmed appropriately? Oh, well, yeah. The yeah. action was fluid. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It, had, it had a dirty look to it. Yeah, you know? I, I think that was almost metaphorical, really. I mean, it was just yeah. I was shot perfectly. Okay. I mean, it does fit well with the tone of the film. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but I went with Josh Vacano for RoboCop. Uh, the imagery I felt was clean and bright, but with enough ugliness that it sets the tone for future Detroit. Uh, in collaboration with Verhoeven, Vacano adds style to the film through his close-ups on guns, bullet-riddled bodies, and other violence, especially when I noticed on the second time. Right before the grenade blows up Bob's house, just the way the camera yeah. held on that. Really <laughs> that successful good. moment there. Uh, as well as the camera tracking of action sequences. I like the energy that the camera brought to the locker room scene at the beginning, where they're tracking uh, the people as they walk through it, uh, talking to each other. Uh, and the final showdown at the World Steel Mill. Lastly, I love the first perspective, first person perspective shots in Robocop's visor. Depending on the circumstances, they add a lot nice. to a particular yeah. scene. Humor in the case of Robocop's creators throwing a party for him. Nostalgic longing during Robocop's flashbacks in his old house. And suspense during the first showdown uh, with Dick Jones in his office. Nice. So I just I just thought it really worked well all around. Good right on. Yeah. I uh, I went Starship Troopers. Okay. And it's the really? yeah, fucking A dude for sure. Um it's the 
man, moving the camera around all of these action scenes, but not only just moving it around action scenes, but you're moving this camera around miniature effects, animatronics, CG, you know, and then incorporating CGI. See, I thought yeah. it looked so cheap. Wow, wow. I couldn't disagree with you more. Look at movies from 1997. Uh, hell, look at movies from the last couple of years. Look at... Uh, San Andreas with the fucking rock. I think Starship Troopers. I'm not going to watch that shit. I think Starship Troopers. That's your loss. (laughs) Starship Troopers, because it's that that perfect hybrid movie making, I think with using all these techniques and using the camera appropriately, I think Starship Troopers, yeah, it looks dated for sure in some parts. Mm -hmm. I think it holds up better um, visually, better than Robocop, better than Total Recall. I think that Starship Troopers looks great for a 1997 movie. Put Starship Troopers against a lot of another ninety-seven movies, and I think because of that perfect hybrid, that all all those things going with together with uh, all the different techniques and animatronics and CGI and mix of miniatures and practical mm-hmm. sequences, I think that this movie still holds up pretty fucking well. Where I was actually asking myself, is that a prosthetic? Is that a miniature? Is that is that CGI? I'll and give it the CGI is CGI better. Is than, yeah, exactly. Right. But the some CGI of that stuff that you think is CGI, I would be. I'd be curious if that's miniature work or prosthetics because there's a lot of stuff going on. Most well, of those super bugs are CG and a couple of them yeah. are prosthetics. And I would, I think they fooled you guys a couple times. I mean, the thing is, that's more visual effects than cinematography, though. Well, I'm but just talking about straight cinematography. I just felt that Starship Troopers. I mean, it looks good, but I just don't think it was very imaginative in his camera. Work. Well, when you're talking about CGI, but when you're talking about animatronics, yeah. and you're talking about practical sets, yeah. and moving those cam- that camera around those practical environments, true. I think it held up pretty well there. And okay. uh, with the battle scenes of being a sci-fi war movie, I thought there was yeah. some great... And the different locations that they took us in you know, with the camera. I thought there True. was. I thought they filmed it pretty well for a war movie. I think it doesn't get enough credit as a war movie. Yeah. But mm. that's why I want Starship Troopers. Okay. Okay. Um, that takes us to... Best Supporting Actor or Actress. I went with RoboCop, Nancy Allen. Oh. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. She did great. Hmm. I loved her as a as a kind of a side. You said just the way she meshed with RoboCop and how she handled things and it, all the relationships she had with him. Uh, like I said, afterwards, uh, you know, when he died and became RoboCop, just how yeah. well she bonded with this cyborg that used to be her friend right. and how she handled him, took care of him, and hmm. I, I just loved. I thought she did great. The uh, the only reason I'm not gonna give you shit for that one is because. Hey, it's versus bro. I gotta give you some shit when shit is due. But there is, is something interesting about about um, what's that actress's name? Nancy Nancy Allen. Nancy right? Allen. Yeah. There's something interesting about her character though, because she doesn't have a lot of screen time. Yeah. But she's she so is great. integral to the movie. Like I remember mm-hmm. her. Like when she's on, you know she's on. She, yeah, yeah, I she's agree. She's doing with something that. you know great. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. a great. Actress. I don't know if I agree with the overall pick when there's some great supporting cast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I think she is memorable. So I can't really give you too much shit. So I went with uh, Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones in RoboCop. Uh, Ooh, yeah. He brought the character to vivid life, even at an unspoken backstory. I mean, in the film, Dick never says how long he's been working for OCP. But just because of Cox's performance and the character traits that I spoke about earlier, I get the impression that he's a career businessman, a lifer. He also brings such energy and downright glee to the role that it's easy for me to root for him as it was to hate him. Just, really? Yeah, he just really stood out to See, me. See, to me, he was more does. of a star than a co-star. I mean, he doesn't show up in the movie throughout. You think he's a lead? I'm not sure if he's a lead. He's he's supporting. supporting. Yeah, he's supporting for sure. His presence is just so much stronger than... 
Ronnie Cox is my MVP of mm-hmm. of, of this uh, versus, and he doesn't have a whole lot to do in like say Total Recall, but he's right. memorable. Yeah, yeah. Very I good. love yeah. Ronnie Cox, mm-hmm. dude. I, I mean, I'm going awesome. out of my way to go to mm-hmm. Days of the Dead Chicago when mm-hmm. I always have a cap on like how many conferences I go to or conventions, right. and I'm going out of my way just to see fucking Ronnie Cox. He'd be worth it, yeah, because yeah. I have so much fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that for Nancy Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't but, doing it for either one of them. So fuck them. <laughs> but uh, if I have to pick one, I, w- I would not allow a tie on this one. If I have to pick one between Cohagen and Dick Jones for Ronnie Cox, I'm going Matt Dick Jones. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's uh, making him the central villain. He's going against type too. Like before this, he was known as the fatherly figure. You mm-hmm. know, bringing in Ronnie Cox and making him this this bad guy at the mm-hmm. time was was probably a, like a you were taking some chances mm. making that decision um, but yeah he's my MVP I, I love um, Ronnie Cox and that was hard to give him this award because I love he got my best villain Kurtwood Smith as Clarence Boddicker I thought he was amazing um, Michael Ironside is in both you know Starship Troopers and um, Total Recall yeah. uh, I loved I loved him but man Ronnie Cox is so so fun, so interesting. He, he left. He leaves them more. Yeah. So if I have to go with one of them, I'm yeah. going Dick Jones. Robocop. I also have to have give an honorable mention to Sharon Stone as Lori. I mean, down the second rewatch, on the rewatches this time around, I really noticed that she brought an energy to performances. I mean, she was sexy when she needed to be. She was cold-hearted when she needed to be. Um, See, I didn't yeah, care I for really Sharon Stone it. too much in this, but interesting enough, I guess yeah. Paul Vero Paul Verhoeven must be like a perverted fucker, man. Like oh, the co-ed, the co-ed scenes and shit. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, another movie that he directed well, from around Amsterdam. You know what else he directed was Basic, Basic Instinct with Sharon oh, Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess he she he tried to get her to do some side boob or mm-hmm. something at the beginning, the first mm-hmm. act where yeah. he wakes up from the the dream and she's like, you know, well, you know mm-hmm. who's this mystery girl? Yeah. And I guess she kind of argued with it. But I I read a quote from Paul Verhoeven. Well, she showed like, vagina. I know. Well, he's like, I got her. She wouldn't do what I wanted her to in Total Recall. But that's okay. I got her back because I had her show her pussy. And face <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Paul oh, Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven <laughs> so so fucking yeah. funny. Um, so yeah, that's what I went with. I went with uh, Ronnie Cox. Nice. Where are you going for best actor? Best actress? Let me guess. Fucking no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Total Recall. Uh, a lot of his movies, he's just. A physical presence that requires action. Mm-hmm. But in this, it seems like the role required more, and he delivered it. You know, I really bought his character as, you know, the blue-collar worker in oh. mm-hmm. one hell of a situation. You know, it's kind of a, especially for him, kind of a tough role, but yeah. I thought he was fucking amazing in it, and I, I, I loved yeah. it. I mean, for an Arnold Schwarzenegger performance, I would say that's one of his best, because it gives him mm-hmm. a lot of material to work with, um, as opposed to... Some of uh, many of his other earlier films, yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah, like Conan, which yeah, are all great yeah. stuff, but right. like I said, this required mm-hmm. something deep, and he did yeah, it, yeah. you know, no problems. I agree with that. Uh, but I went with uh, Peter Weller in Robocop. Nice. Uh, I wish that the screenplay would have spent a lot more time with him as Alex Murphy, uh, since we really, we really only get the sense that he's a traditionalist, somewhat cocky, hotshot newcomer to the police force. The one nice personal touch, which you mentioned earlier, is we do get to see the gun spinning that he learned from his son, yeah, that's which cool. we gives the impression that he might be a good father. However, Weller is great as a robot. Since he can't rely on his eyes to express his emotion, he needs to rely on his body movements and mouth, and he does so much with that. His walk, his grimaces, his contortions when he's in pain, all of it I felt was brilliant. 
And when Anne finally does remove his visor late in the film, his eyes express deep sadness and affection, both towards her as well as for himself. So I just felt he really did a good job. No, I, I agree with you. I think he conveys pathos, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. that lower face. Right. Like there's some, I think he adds a little bit more mm-hmm. to the character. I guess they wanted to go Arnold Schwarzenegger or yeah. Rutger Hauer uh-huh. for RoboCop. Yeah. And it didn't happen. I'm glad because I think mm-hmm. Peter Weller does add yeah, something does. to that role. And, and I love Ruger Howard. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I think Peter, I think Peter Weller really added. I mean, like you said, just his movement, mm-hmm. his 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 face, yeah. um, and, and his physical performance as well. I mean, yeah. I think we need to take that into account. Um, he was losing three pounds a day due to sweat loss <laughs> inside this RoboCop Man, suit. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I definitely have to give it to um, Peter Weller. All right, that takes us to best scene. Let me explain this one. <laughs> oh, shit. It is RoboCop, but it's when the guy gets shot in the dick. Yeah? <laughs> Just because of the whole, I mean, the whole thing. Uh, it's RoboCop's first thing. Mm. He comes on the scene, and you get to see just how good of an aim he is mm-hmm. with, you know, with his uh, you know, yeah. cyborg skills, whatever the hell you want right. to call it. Goes through his skirt, hits that guy, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, the other guy's like, I give up, yada, yada. And the woman runs to him. It's like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. And this is where... You, you really see where RoboCop's character comes to. He's, you know, he's doing his job, but he's not human because he just, without emotion, without giving her a hug, saying, "Hey, it's okay." Yada yada. He says, "Well, ma'am, I can give you a, you know, number for a rape, rape crisis center and so forth." I think yeah. that just really that scene right there defined RoboCop's yeah. character. It's before. a nice touch of programming too that um, they covered all their bases with um, both the law enforcement stuff, but as well as well as caring about the victims. So that is a nice touch. Yeah, it, did. it just kind of just, you know, I mean, there was no real warmth. It was almost like he was just, you know, reading what was programmed yeah. to him. I mean, I thought that was a great. I tell you what, this is a this is one of the awards that uh, you guys can maybe influence me, right. okay? Because I'm I'm a little bit on the, okay. you know, I'm not for sure where I'm going to go yet. Yeah, um, I have an idea that didn't influence me too much, Wayne, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my best scene was a RoboCop's first showdown with Dick Jones in his office in the OCP headquarters in RoboCop. Uh, everything to me was firing all cylinders, top-notch acting from Peter Weller and Ronnie Cox, great POV shots from RoboCop, including shakiness and glitches in order to indicate his distress, strong support from the score, a nice villain monologue from Dick Jones, and to cap it all off, we get a bonus showdown with ED-209, that ends with the hilarious revelation that I can't walk downstairs. So I thought it had a little of a bit of everything packed into a such a one. short moment. Oh, and especially like the moment early on where, I mean, in the first watch, you see Dick Jones just uh, sitting in his office looking all cocky and confident. And you're wondering, what's this guy doing this for? Like, um, RoboCop's coming here to kick his ass. But then once you find out about the fourth directive, yeah. then on the second rewatch, you see it, oh, uh, oh shit, it's about to go down and all that. So, it's like it's, it's a trap. It's, yeah, it's different uh, on a rewatch. All right, guys. I, I think I'm going to go with the one I had written down. Um, well, couple fuck of, you too. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of runner-ups right here is uh, getting the bug out of his head was really interesting. That I, was cool. Oh, that, you know, that was good. Oh, oh, man. Putting that yeah. up his nose. I thought that was really cool. Total recall. Now jam it in real deep. It's yeah. self-guiding. And, and this is far away from a runner-up, but I really did like the uh, the fat lady with a big smile. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, was pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Um, I guess the closest runner-up I would have is the uh, schizoid embolism when they're trying trying to talk him out of the dream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really did, really mm-hmm. did like that. But man, guys, real quick, I don't, I don't know where else is a good place to mention it. But I love Johnny Cab. I he think was, Johnny, that was kind of neat. Nice Johnny voice Cab too. Is, Robert Picardo did the voice of that. He did uh, really. Yeah, I had to look for the in the credits to that and. Uh, yeah, just a cool design and uh, a nice just funny line <laughs> delivery. Yeah, how, how did I, he's like? How did I get here? He's like, well, you open the door. 
Uh-huh. And you walked in. Hell of a day, isn't it? Hell of a day. So I, I, I thought uh, that was a great place to mention Johnny Cab. But, you know, I got to go with the Murphy death in the steel mill. It's fucking gloriously violence. It still mm. holds up. It mm. left a mark on me as a kid. Mm. And it's, it still kind of makes me cringe. Yeah, it's it's cringeworthy. Um, it sets the stage for the rest of the movies. You know right. what these guys are about. You yeah. know that they're fucking killers. It's like killers. super vicious. I mean, yeah, get yeah. It is super vicious. Yeah. These guys just aren't bad guys. They're just right. downright fucking psychotic. Yeah. It, it makes you hate the criminals. It shows you, mm-hmm. you know, what these guys will do. And not only the RoboCop. And just for fun. Mm-hmm. But what they are doing in general to yeah. old Detroit. Right. So yeah. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go That's with a good choice. Yeah, Murphy. Yeah, Dad, do you guys want to change yours? No. No, have it's still from Robocop, one of yours? so I'm keeping it. No, I haven't. Motherfucker. I, okay. Murphy, Death, Steel Mill. That's where I'm going. All right. Um, defining moment. A defining moment for me was in Robocop. Oh, at the very end, the old man, uh, you know, the head of, you know, uh, ask RoboCop his name, and he says Murphy. Yeah, that's cool. To me, that is just such clarity. I'm mm-hmm. not what you made me. Man. I'm I'm a human being, right? You know, just under some odd fucking you know, really odd circumstances. Mm-hmm. But he knows who he is now, and he's. You can tell from the tone of his voice, he's not upset about it, mm-hmm. not depressed about it. This is my life. I've accepted it, and I am Murphy. I am not RoboCop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just yeah. thought that was such a great that's, one that's line, quick like moment. That. It yeah. was good. It's good. Uh, I went with ED-209's malfunction in the conference room in RoboCop. Uh, not only is it iconic, but also sets the tone for what future Paul Verhoeven science fiction films will be. Darkly funny, violent, smart, and stylish. Uh, the bit players' reactions absolutely sell the scene as well. As much as ed 209 stop motion movements, as is Dick Jones panicking and the old man's lecturing. So I just it thought, also gives you one you know, hell of an insight on what OCP is all right, about. All about yeah, the money. All about know, the money. money. Good answer, man. Mm-hmm. All right, my defining moment. I'm not going to tie this one either, but it would have been really easy to. Um, I'm going to read a real quick quote from Paul Verhoeven. He said, "It was all so different from living in Holland." A lot of my, let's say, amazement at American society is in RoboCop. In the commercials and the newsreels, and so I'm using. I'm gonna go with the the ads in RoboCop, Total Recall, and Starship Troopers. Extremely unusual to do in sci-fi cinema, especially yeah. back in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it, as we said earlier, violence is a, a key ingredient mm-hmm. to Paul Verhoeven, oh, but also satire is a yeah. trademark. But also, it's commercial mm-hmm. and TV. It's an integral yeah. part in all of all I'll these bring three that up films. a little bit later. Total Recall had the uh, um, Total Recall. Recall. Yeah, Recall. Yeah, in the subway. <laughs> Have you always wanted to track the mountains of Mars, but now you're over the hill, you know? <laughs> um, showing the Mars footage, uh, Starship yeah. Troopers. Uh, you Do you know, want to know more? Do you want to know more? <laughs> um, and then, you know, having the Nukem commercials. But if I have to pick one to give an award to for Defining Moment... I'm going to go with the uh, the opening sequence in RoboCop. It's like someone's just flipping a channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going yeah, through commercials. Neat. It starts off yeah. with, um, I think it's um, South Africa is ready to use a nuclear weapon. It yeah, really right. reminded me of today. Really know, good world building, building, too, yeah. just in a short yeah, time. Yeah, with North Korea yeah. especially. And then the president is on a space station and the electricity goes out. And he's floating uh, in fucking space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just shows you the uh, you know, what our world is going through at this point. You know, a lot of, a lot of fun satire. Yeah. And I think it was at the beginning, too, where it said, uh, 
something happened and like three uh, ex presidents were left dead and yeah and then it goes right into the family uh, heart center commercial yeah. yeah you know so all three of those and then they start off with give us three minutes and we will give you the world yeah. you know so I think if I have to pick a commercial Very or nice. to give a point to these ads mm-hmm. I'm going with Robocop yeah. I also found it was funny that Lisa Gibbons was the female newscaster in uh, Robocop because she's an actual newscaster she did like an yeah. entertainment news show so yeah what was your guys' favorite commercial? I can't give that's that's my up. Oh, okay, okay. okay. That's, that's my wild. We'll talk about that when we get Probably there. the Newcom <laughs> one, just because it's yeah. so ridiculous. And it kind of reminded me of like a Saturday night, Saturday night Live sketch yeah. with those fake games. You that's nuked fun. my mouth. I yeah. love that Starship Troopers though, where they mm-hmm. take whatever it is and they they shove it right in the oh, mouth of the fucking yeah. alien. Yeah, it's funny how they do the sensor bars. Or it's asshole. Bars I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, just the just sensor bars. Like, made I don't think they knew what it was. She wants no more. Yeah. <laughs> and then they they bring the cattle in and it just fucking explodes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there was a lot of like the six thousand SUX was mm-hmm. pretty cool, which I think uh, Clarence Boniker gets, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh and he, yeah, and that, that's what the guy he blows, it, blows up. it up. Yeah. And that's what the other guy went when he was holding the hostages. He was the mayor who got outvoted. And I want it to get real shitty guys in my audition. Yeah. So for a lot of me, these three movies, I loved seeing these ads and these commercials oh, they were within great. film. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. Let's take us to best director. Robocop. Really? Okay. Why is that? Uh, the way that was shot. It just looked amazing. And like I said, I believe it was his first movie, wasn't it? Yeah, first well, first well, American, American movie. movie. Can you imagine? I mean, being from you know a different country and and looking at America. Through this television, yeah, 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 and coming up with this, how let, fucking let you do that? Yeah, yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. got lucky as hell. Yeah, but seriously, how fucking brilliant and right on the money mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's beautiful, and I think he did a great job. I said all three of these movies, you really can't pick a loser, to be honest. Oh. But he, the way he directed RoboCop, you could tell he loved it. He mm-hmm. wanted to do it. He was passionate about it, yeah. and it shows in every scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a close second to me, but I gave it for Paul Verhoeven for Total Recall. In this film, Verhoeven had to plan and execute, I thought, to be more elaborate action sequences than in the others. Uh, in my opinion, he also directed strong performances from the entire cast, including, as I mentioned earlier, a breakout role from Sharon Stone. Lastly, he blended multiple elements, production design, and score, visual effects, etc., to create a cohesive whole resulting in a great film so i just felt he had to deal with a whole lot more in total recall than in some of the other films and uh just the way he had to balance everything and blend it together that's why i give him best director for that film okay right on right on it's funny all three of us have a different film it seems like mm-hmm. so i'm okay. going with starship troopers really right. yeah and it's because um every, one let me just everything i mentioned for cinematography i'm working with animatronics and and, and, and everything that mm. he did to uh, you know, miniature effects and CGI, yeah. perfect fucking blend. I mean, I'm serious. I love. He how, did put a lot of work. I Starship love Troopers. how Starship Troopers looks. I was really impressed, really? guys. So that walking was the one away, thing I didn't like. Yeah, I, I would say I would suggest yeah. seriously going back and watching some other '97 films. Oh, that That's, and bad acting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, but you That's know what? There's problem, something. Yeah. There's something I mm-hmm. love about Starship Troopers as a B movie mm-hmm. that I actually like. Casper yeah, like, Van oh, Dien. Oh, it's a fun. I, I loved watching it. and It was fun to uh, watch. But like, yeah. I would not say I'm a Casper Dean fan, but I think if he has a franchise, it should be Starship Troopers. Like <laughs> okay, I love. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have made a worthy sequel. But yeah. I love all these actors now in Starship Troopers. I think it's. A, See, I've never a, seen a, any of those. I think you really. Yeah, they're dog shit. But yeah. I think. Starship Troopers is a fucking fun movie. I really had a blast, but... It is fun. Um, yeah. It's so interesting. He uh, he was able to make Starship Troopers a Paul Verhoeven movie 
because all the uh, the executives or the leads, um, they were constantly. Sony was going. I think it was Sony. I'm, I'm not for sure. But anyway, whoever was in charge of the studio that made Starship Troopers, they were going. There's so much inner turmoil that people were getting fired every three months. There was no mm. one to watch dailies. Damn. So you know how Starship Troopers feels like a Paul Verhoeven movie. Yeah. You have the commercial ads right. and it's very political and yeah. It, yeah. it's it's that way because no one was watching him do shit. And he was kind of, and he he wanted to make go look at that's I fucking love that guy. <laughs> look at Bush politics, okay, and look at this movie. He made a, a movie that was relevant to the time of the of the Bush administration, and he kept on putting that stuff in there, and no one was watching him because. People were getting fired. The person that, that, was that would explain the huge fuck up about them <laughs> sending them to war without checking shit out first. <laughs> Probably no, no. It was it, that it was a big deal to him to to really talk about what was going on at that time with the Bush administration. That's awesome. And yeah, so so putting all that together and still making this movie look pretty fucking good today. As and I want you to mind you guys how much was going on in this movie. It was the biggest scale. Out of RoboCop and Total Recall, you have a lot yeah. of things going on, and I think that he did a, a pretty admirable job with 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 the the, the scale and everything went into Starship Troopers. So, yeah. um, I went with the Paul Ver, uh, Paul Verhoeven's War movie. Um, this takes us into Wild Card, which is kind of create your category, create your own category. What category did you create? I created best TV moment. Oh, nice, nice. Because <laughs> like I said there's always like a you know TV moment or commercial or what have you, and I went with RoboCop. Just because every time I watch this, I crack up. That's nice. It's the uh, SUX commercial. I love it. And how they brag about eight miles to the gallon. (laughs) It seems so American. It does. Exactly. Not not a good quality of it. Like you've got this fast, high-powered, fuck you environment car with six miles to the gallon, baby. I love it. And they, they present it like they're really excited about this fucking thing, you know? That's awesome. That's, that's a great commercial. I, I don't think you can go wrong with the commercials. That's great. No. Yeah. Did okay. any of us have ties tonight at all? I, I didn't. No. Okay. no. So I went with uh, Best Gender Equity, and I went for with Starship Troopers, uh, and particularly the uh, casual sex, the shower scene, the mixed <laughs> infantry. These notions were also ingrained in the work of several 1960s uh, science fiction authors, inclu- aside from Heinlein. Also, um, a guy by the name of Joe Haldeman, who wrote a book called uh, The Forever War. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Uh, where's the other page here? Okay, so it's nice to see him represented here. In fact, I could I would actually say that this film feels a lot more inspired by that novel as by Heinlein's novel. Uh, in both that novel and this, there are themes of family, the importance of monogamous relationships between male and female troops, uh, the demonization of the alien em- enemy. Uh, you also have the emphasis on a long war against unstoppable foes. So, and really, if you think about it, I mean, back then, I'm sure that women fighting in combat wasn't accepted and it's still a radical idea now. And the way it's presented in Starship Troopers, it just seems so natural um, and they bond together really well. I mean, the only disagreements I can see is, yeah, um, Johnny Rico getting jealous of the other guy trying to go after his girlfriend. But yeah. Other than that, I mean, you hear all this crap about um, about troops. Stay scared. <laughs> about troops in general saying that, oh, well, if you put men and women together in the military, there's just going to be too much friction, or women, men, women aren't going to be able to carry their own. But, I mean, this film, they seem to do fine. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's just all a matter of uh, who you choose to enlist. If they can cut it, they can cut it, and that's all that really matters. Good deal. I'm gonna impress you guys so much with my category. You're gonna okay. want to switch seats. I doubt okay. that. No. <laughs> all right, guys. I wanted to talk about effects. So my okay. wild card is creature own category. It's effects. Mm-hmm. I'm going with a tie. Okay. My only tie for the night, and mm-hmm. we're allowed two two extra points for ties. So one, this is one extra point going tie. It's called the Rob Botine Award. Okay? Yeah. Rob Botine, he created the RoboCop suit. Mm-hmm. All right? He created the, the look of Quato, which created, like, you know, it was like 15 puppeteers yeah. to control Quato. Oh, really? Which I that think, many just for Yeah, a yeah. I think Quato mm. looks Damn. great, too, oh, to this day. Quato looks he awesome. Um, and he created the Melting Man sequence. So really? Rob Botine was in RoboCop. He was in. He was doing the Total Recall effects and the nice. movies. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, with with man, you look at both these movies. I think that's a standout job. Mm-hmm. The creation of Quato, the RoboCop suit, and there was different mm-hmm. designs that Paul Verhoeven wanted, and he ended up. Fi- um, Rob Botine fought with Paul Verhoeven on the final look of the RoboCop suit. They said they would never work together again, but he was so <laughs> impressed with the RoboCop suit that he hired him again to create Quato. For Total Recall. Right on. And that Melting Man sequence looks so fucking oh, amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I have to go with uh, Rob Bottin. That's Very nice. Right. So, right. no change in seats? No. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Good job, but... Okay, damn. All right, that takes us to our final category for the night, and that is Best Picture. I went with RoboCop. Okay. I said all three of these films were great in their own way, uh, but with RoboCop... I, I, it's, I can pop it in at any time. I can watch this movie over and over again. Everything about it is just really solid. It's classic. I think it still holds up today. Something the next generation will enjoy. I don't think it'll be forgotten. You know, I think maybe Total Recall and Starship Troopers will eventually, you know, not as many people will remember it or watch oh, it. It's already been 20 fucking years. <laughs> but I think RoboCop will always, you know, stand out. All right. I also went with RoboCop uh, because of the satire. It's a unique science fiction film. Uh, I kind of felt there are some similarities between this and Terminator 2, the soulful cyborg, the series of battles against enemies, the female partner. However, this film's world and its perspective on that world set it apart, even if uh, RoboCop doesn't really surpass uh, Terminator 2. But again, like Wayne was saying, it's the film that I enjoyed the most. The first time and the second time I watched it, so I think it's really going to hold up for me um, and it'll stand the test of time. Right on. God damn it, guys! I uh, when I, at the beginning here, I told you there was two, uh, you know, that you could influence me on potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I am so torn on this because um, let let me first say I love Star, Starship Troopers. I thought that was great. It's it's my least favorite probably. Yeah, but, but it's still uh, fun. I lo- yeah. I really like um, Starship Troopers and. Yeah. This, just concentrate real quick on the staying power that it has. Look mm-hmm. at the poll tonight. We'll, we'll get into the poll results that later. That surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Really it's surprised right up there with too. Total Recall yeah. and RoboCop, and I knew yeah. it would be because Starship... I knew it would get some love, but I didn't it, get it that It has much some love. staying power, and we're not... It doesn't have um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It, it's not, you know, the, the RoboCop, you know... It's not a Detroit. It's not a... Cl- yeah. It, yeah. It, it's starting to turn into one because, yeah, you know, people... I don't know. It's got a lot of staying power. It's my it's my least favorite, but I tell you what, I loved all three of these films, and I... Mm-hmm. It, it was hard, These were hard categories. If I have to go best pictures between RoboCop and Total Recall, I didn't want to tie this one. I could. I easily could. I have a one extra point to tie. But with our discussion tonight, I 
think I'm going to go with RoboCop. You okay. guys went that way. Nice, um, nice. I think I'm going to go that way as well. But uh, it was hard, man, because I, I love. Uh, I think Total Recall is complex. It's visually, you know. Um, I, I, I think it's a satisfying, satisfying sci-fi story. Oh, yeah. with it it's it a is. great uh, Schwarzenegger vehicle. Yeah. I don't think it's better than you know, like say Terminator. Mm. I think it might be better, better than Predator, though. I think Total Recall That's might be better close. than Predator. Yeah. Um, but I like Running Man as well. But yeah, I, I love this as a Schwarzenegger movie. I yeah, love I, how it's smart. I love how it's, it's action deeper than most of his. It's right. more, it is required more effort on his part. Yeah, really, it gives a lot more to work with. Mm-hmm. But I think with the RoboCop themes, I mean, all of them have satirical, you know. Uh, elements and themes to it, but I, I the RoboCop themes of you know media influence and corruption, greed, capitalism, mm. you know dystopia, human nature. I think I think there's a lot yeah. of fun to have with RoboCop. Mm. It got my yeah. favorite villain, yeah. you know. Um, it had my favorite hideout, it had my favorite mm. location, mm. you know. Um, it got my my defining moment of of mm. this versus tonight. So I think with the discussion we had tonight, I'm gonna go clearly RoboCop for best picture. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Uh, I just want to say with Starship Troopers, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I I didn't. I think the main reason I didn't like it when I first saw it, and even the second time, is just the opening. It felt like way too Beverly Hills 90210, just with the <laughs> whole plot line about being them and being in school. But with a Paul Verhoeven, you can definitely tell it's Paul Verhoeven. You right? can, but. Uh, and like Wayne said, the wooden acting. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it gets better as the more I rewatch it. And I appreciate it more. Denise Richard really hurts it for me. She does. Um, She's not the only one. Yeah, yeah. There's some wooden acting for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do feel that improves when you get into the war sequences as well. So it gets better as it goes along. But I just think there is a, too much of it uh, to bring it down. So I can't really compare it with the other two. Okay. Um Let's take a break, guys. We will count the Golden Idols, and we will be right back after this message from Wayne. I have no message whatsoever. All right, good enough. We'll be back in just a second. (laughs) We are back. After counting the Golden Idols, RoboCop is the Golden Idol winner. So the only Paul Verhoeven movie that matters now is RoboCop. It is, it is the Golden Idol winner, so does it deserve Pantheon? Before we talk about that, I want to get into the Facebook poll real quick. It was a pretty close poll. What's, oh, God, yeah. Uh, let me what's the tallies? pull that up. Uh, Total Recall got 20. RoboCop got 18. Starship Troopers, 14. That's true. That's close. That's a yeah, close that's... poll. And that's, you know what? Honestly, that's how I feel about these three movies. Um, RoboCop's first, Total Recall, yeah. and Starship, mm-hmm. but... All very close for me. What do you think about that, Paul? Uh, I'm right there with you. You know what I mean? If you were to, to make the RoboCop a little bit more than Total Recall and then Starship Troopers, I think that'd fit perfectly. Yeah. But personally, I get why it's close. Oh, all God, three yeah. of those films. I, I, I really appreciate the uh, that, that poll. I think it's a good reflection. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I do that in the order of uh, liking RoboCop first, then Total Recall, then Starship Troopers. I'm surprised that the love for... Starship Troopers only because I didn't like it so much but I do think it probably is a film that improves the more times you watch it it does feel like a better film you can get more past uh, some of the stuff that you might not like like the poor acting um, some of the script issues Um, but I do think the story improves more with um, with each viewing with some exceptions but yeah it's a fun movie like I said it's a good movie and I like it a lot I'm Appreciating more as time goes by. So, yeah. Okay. I'm so, cool with that. so let's talk 
about whether or not RoboCop, only movie on the table right now, mm-hmm. is Pantheon worthy. Wayne, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're you're the wingman, okay? I'm, I cannot give a yes or no answer. I need to watch it again. Oh, shit. I, I, I love it, but I but don't. But you have to give something tonight. You have to give an answer. I, I, I say that it deserves a kick-up. You give it a kick-up. Yes. Okay. So but, where's where's your... Where's it stopping for you to give it a full yes? Oh, just honestly, some of the the effects seem kind of out of date. The way RoboCop, the way he looks, seems kind of out of date for me. Really? See, I, I just I I like the way he looks compared to like the I, I prefer the way that RoboCop looks in this version but of Paul Verhoeven to the 2015. Yeah, 2014 I, I do too. But RoboCop. like I said, it does look dated, and it's the effects that really kind of. I'm real hesitant about like Ed 209. Yeah. You know, like I said, he, you could tell he looked like a miniature right. in some places. And it's just little, little things like that that make me very, I want to lean towards yes, but I really do need to watch it one more time before I give a definite answer. Okay, so I, you're I do, giving a kick up with, with your, uh, you're reserving your right to vote yes or no. That's correct. Okay. What do you say? I vote yes for Pantheon. It squeaks by. Um, but regarding like the visual effects, I do think that it adds a lot of charm to the film, a lot of personality to the characters, both Robocop and ED-209. It's a fun film. I think it's unique in particular. That's one of the criterions for Pantheon. Because of, like you mentioned, the social satire, which we don't get anymore. Uh-huh. So that's another big reason why I say it's Pantheon. But I think that satire is on all three films. Yes. Yeah. I do think that, well, I think because this one introduces it, it's the foundation point for it. That it also holds special mention also because it's the most enjoyable. So that's a big factor to me. Um, and that's why I vote yes for Pantheon. All right. Um, I'm gonna shut this motherfucker down. I say no to uh, Pantheon. Oh, yeah. for real? I like Robo. I do. I like Robocop. I think Robocop's a great film. I think it's a great action film. Um, mm-hmm. but you said something very interesting earlier, Matt. Yeah. You said, uh, you know, do I take Robocop? Do I put up against Terminator Two? You know, yeah, I think Termi- yeah, Terminator is Two right. is probably. Yeah. I have to watch it again, obviously, right? Yeah. But I would say, yeah, probably, probably to Terminator yeah. Two. RoboCop, it's it's a great fun, it's a great '80s flick. I mm-hmm. like the satire, but I think yeah. the uh, the satire there is in in doses in in uh, Starship Troopers. But it's in, done induced. better in RoboCop. I think it's, yeah, I think so. I think it yeah, is I, made, I think so a little bit. If I had eventually said mm-hmm. yes to RoboCop after viewing it again, yada yada, I think it would have been a, a thin yes. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I'm not. Like in tears over this. No, I'm not disappointed yeah. either. I just because, like I said, just squeaked by. Exactly. It is. It is a worthwhile film, I think, for the council members to just check out on their own anyway. So oh, yeah, exactly. I say definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I liked all three of these films. Anytime that you guys want to come up to me and be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Brad, you want to watch Total Recall? You want to mm-hmm. watch RoboCop? You want to start, start watch Starship Troopers? Grab mm-hmm. some beers? Hell yes! Mm-hmm. I love all three of these films. I will continuously, uh, as a video lander at home, watch these yeah. three movies. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, constantly. I, I like. I love these movies. They're fun. Um, but yeah, I have to say no tonight. So I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's episode. Oh, I did. Um, so just a good. reminder to everyone listening: if you would like to donate to the studio remodel, uh, go to the website. Everyone's reaching for their wallets. I like that. <laughs> and donate to the cause. If you can't donate the dollars, visit our website and listen to our adventures. Uh, share our website and our podcast. Your support is the only way that we can continue to grow and reach the heights that we can't even fathom. So, and if you want uh, help in uh, in pushing something that you love, let us know so we can so we can push that as well. Uh, but what we're trying to do here is phase one 
um, is what we're aiming for right now. Uh, we have a total of $75 out of $300. Um, after we get $300 raised for phase one, we're going to start putting up some insulation. We're going to put up some plywood, and uh, that'll be phase one. And then we'll get in some track lighting, and then we'll go into um, a drywall. So this is no no means going to happen overnight. This yeah. is something that's a long haul. If, if every episode we raise 5 10 bucks, it's going to go into the kitty. And uh, by the time it rolls around, hopefully by summer or winter, next year mm. we should have a studio that we're not you know uh sweating our asses off or freezing <laughs> yeah. where we can keep the uh, fucking annoying crickets uh outside these thin walls so uh let's let's all join together and create something that we can record in that'll help the quality of our content did you just hear that fucking car drive yes, by? motherfuckers yeah. man i don't even know what they're doing they're drag racing they might as well be god damn it because they're fucking loud <laughs> uh but uh, do you guys want to add anything to the kitty tonight i got 20 i got oh, dude, nice job i got a couple of bucks all here, right I'm going to throw 10 in, but I threw 25 in on Thursday. So okay. that gives us about uh, 75, 80, 90, fuck, over 100 bucks now. Yeah, so, straight away yeah, there. No, yeah, we're it adds up there. quick. It adds up quick. So see that? Thank you, Matt. Yeah. It adds up oh, God, quick. Yeah. So if little everyone here, gives there, a little bit, I don't mm -hmm. care if it's loose change, five bucks, seriously. Whatever anybody can give, it helps us get closer to that goal. So Thank you, Cousin Wayne. I know, bro. Thank you, man. You are welcome. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to help, go to the website. Check out Operation Weatherproof. It's underneath the Donate tab. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about tonight before we close out? I think I pretty much said it all. Matt's got something to say. Uh, nothing about the movies. I mean, I know we don't do movie news, um, but have you realized just how many uh, other... Like, people in the movie business have been accused of, like, sexual harassment recently. Birth movies, death. Uh, oh, yeah. Screen junkies. God, yeah. And uh, I think Ain't It Cool News as well. So, I mean, if nothing else, at least with AV, as far as I know, no sexual harassers in our group. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Only perverts. Yeah. Well, yeah, we never um, act on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh god, that'd be horrible. <laughs> Just chronic masturbators and a lot of perverts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything, you should, anything else you want to add? Because point, nope, I'm good. <laughs> yes, that's Thanks, true. Thanks, Matt. You're Thank you, Matt. <laughs> so, where can video and find you? Uh, Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on on AV. All right, you uh, you can find us on Tumblr, Adventures in Video Land. Um, you can find us on the website, but Pornhub. Pornhub. No. Porn <laughs> the conversation starts <laughs> at you know on Facebook. So check us out there. Uh, we're all over the place. Um, but uh, you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour. So until next time. Oh, we got to do a plug real quick, cousin Wayne. What's happening in two weeks? Two evil. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. weeks. Any fruits or vegetables? No. Uh, evil Dead One and Two, baby. Ah. Matt, since you're not going to be here for that conversation, what, in your opinion, should win that conversation? Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, the originals. I'm going with Evil Dead 2 just because it was a nice median bridging Evil Dead 1 and my favorite of the trilogy, Army of Darkness. Um, I just felt Evil Dead, the first one, it wasn't a completely generic horror film because you did saw that iconic trademark camera movement from Sam, Sam Raimi and cinematographer. But the second one injected the humor, uh, injected creative visual effects and horror and gross out movements and all that. So right on. But no tree raping scene. No. The tree raping scene. <laughs> no tree rape. Yeah, so it's like, do you want the tree rape scene? Yeah. Or do you want the laughing... And he uh, also gets his chainsaw it. hand in Evil Dead 2. So. Yeah. I cannot wait. I haven't watched those yet in a long time. I, I haven't I, either. You know, I'm, I'm bad at wanting to watch them. Yeah. 
But it's like, no, dude, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, I can't wait. So yeah, now, because I, I always try to deal with one thing, get it out, and then jump on to the next. So now mm-hmm. I'm freed up. I'm able to pop in some Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. So I can't wait to do that. Um, so that happens in two weeks. Nathan Planning is going to be on there. Would you gun to your head, Matt? Would he, is Evil Dead 2 Pantheon? I wouldn't say it's Pantheon. Ooh. Um, I just felt that creatively it's a really strong horror film and, and unique. But I just don't think the acting holds up. The visual effects is fine. Of course, Bruce Campbell's performance definitely holds up. But some of the other stuff... Not as much. I mean, taken as a whole, I don't think it's Pantheon. Certain elements, yes. Overall film, no. Right on. Okay, so you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. Stay scared. Fuck yeah. Yes. (laughs)